So now they're proposing uh, net wash or ball dipper, whatever you want to fucking call it, <laughs> right? For birth control, birth control for men. And I think, personally, I think it's a pretty good thing. The lady, her name is Rebecca Weiss. She's from Germany and she invented a net wash. <laughs> That's what I'm just always going to call it because it's just funny to me. It's called Koso and it's supposed to temporarily sterilize men, which I think to me is a pretty fucking good, it's a good gig, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's good because, you know, that mean takes away the, the, the burden of us having to always be on contraceptives. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of share the load for a second. Fair to say, because a woman, she gets pregnant one time and she can only be pregnant for that nine months. <laughs> a man <laughs> can impregnate a woman every day for who knows how many days straight, a different woman every day. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like when people complain about population control, you should really nip it in the butt at the source, which is men. Right, you ask me. exactly. I, I feel like, honestly, though, like I, I read it and I was just like, okay, that's cool. They they got the whole contraceptive thing, but like, Where's the side effects for them? Because I, I still feel a way. Like, we take all these contraceptives and we have all the, the hormones and hair loss, weight gain, weight loss, like, all of that. And they just get a nut wash. Well, it's so nice and wrapped <laughs> up for them. Like, Well, you know, you, they say whenever, you know, a man does a woman wrong, God removes an inch from his hairline any fucking ways. That's true, so, that's true. you know, maybe their balls will swell up. Or maybe they'll develop titties. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll get hair. Well, no, they're already supposed to be. Maybe they'll experience hair loss. Get sore nipples. Sore, yo, sore nipples. Get them sore nipples. Yeah, right? Because, (laughs) bro, women go through a lot with contraceptives. They really, really do. A lot of women don't like to admit to it. I've read up on contraceptives thoroughly anyways. A lot of women, when they get IUDs, the plastic one anyways, which I think is called the marina. Yeah. Yeah. Over time, you start to develop an odor. Women, they don't like to admit to it, but it's Yo, been proven. It's, I asked my doctor this shit because <laughs> a couple of girls I know, like different birth controls. I had, I, I was like shopping around or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I asked my doctor, I'm like, "Yo, bro, like it's been, it's been, uh, like said out in the streets that that causes an odor." She was like, "Well, you know, um, not that it causes an odor, but the hormones they make more bacteria. So you know, if a woman's not careful, she's gonna like." Gonna have that odor down there. Yeah, it's gonna stink. I'm like, yo, just get to the point, bro. Just tell me that shit makes you <laughs> exactly. And this is what I'm saying. I say that, and women act like I'm fucking crazy. But I'm like, no, you have to tell the truth and be honest about these type of things. Because if you don't give the knowledge to other women, then they're gonna go into a situation not knowing what's going on, right? Exactly. So we can agree the Miranda is gonna give you the Pepe Le Pew, right? <laughs> That's what it is. Then, no, seriously, this shit's crazy. Then you got the pill. I hear the pill, it gives you a lot of mood swings. That's just what I've heard. I was on the pill, and I'm not going to lie, I don't I don't really know. I don't think I had any side effects. No? I don't know. I, I mean, nigga, I don't, <laughs> shit. I don't know. It didn't seem like it, but maybe, I don't know. Like, I could probably ask my ex, like, yo, my nigga, was I good or no? <laughs> yeah, find that out. I know for sure, for sure, Depo makes you fat and bald. I mean, some... No shade, no tea. Some of y'all's fat and bald before then, but it's been proven you gain a lot of weight off a of depo and you lose a lot of hair. Yo, when I was on depo though, I did not gain weight or lose hair. I like literally stayed myself, but my acne was 
horrible. I was going to say, so you're like the anomaly because you wasn't moody on the pill and you didn't gain no weight and lose no hair with the depot. I think out of all of them, I like the patch. Yo, so I have a prescription for the patch and I've never used it. I swear by the patch. So absolutely swear by it. It has like- a weight requirement though. For real? Yeah, if you over 180, it might not be as effective. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not that big. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that comes with They also say if you a smoker, that it might fuck you up. But we're going to die one day anyways. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. What else they got? The Nuvering. I never tried that. I never tried it. I never even seen nobody in real life use that shit. Oh, they have the uh, Implanon, the one in the arm. I don't know... Only thing I can say about it is that most women that I know that have taken it, they've ultimately all gotten it removed. Yeah, same. And when they get it removed or when they get it in, um, injected or inserted, whatever, like this bruising's bad. I was like, I never want to walk around like that. Yeah, so, you see, man, we go through so much to deal with y'all. So much to deal with y'all. Y'all got to take this nut wash. Y'all just got to take it for the <laughs> I mean, they get the easy way out with a, with a nut wash. It just... Warm on your balls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and it, they, because if they don't want to do that, they could still, what? Vasectomy. There we go. <laughs> That's, you could snip, snip, you know, little nip, tuck. That's it. And when you're ready, it's always a, it's a reversible procedure. Right. Because like I said, I've said this shit on the pod before. Men, well, a woman anyways, she can orgasm all night. It's a great time. A man ejaculates once it takes a problem from bad to worse. Big facts. So shit, look at Peter Guns. Shit, Nick Cannon worse than him. Nah, but Nick Cannon takes care of his kids. Peter Guns don't take ah, care of his kids. Ah, point made, point made. Nick Cannon did it with intention. Peter Guns was just fucking. <laughs> touche, touche, What up, what up? What's going on, y'all? I am your host, Love Jack, and you are now tuned into the PDP Podcast. What's up? What's going on? You chilling? What's popping? I'm kind of nervous over here, but you know what I'm saying? It's all good. It's all good. I promise we're going to take this ride. It's going to be a nice... I can tell. I feel like I got faith here. I feel like this is going to be a good part. It's going to be a good part. Hope so. (laughs) Oh, I don't introduce people, so I allow you to introduce yourself. All right. Um, well, hey guys. <laughs> I'm super awkward, but um it's your girl. Cherish, big neck. Also go by Caramel Jones. I don't know. I'll be around, I'll be here, there. Okay, okay. We'll go ahead and give you a round of applause. How you doing today? You chilling? You feeling good? Chilling, feeling good. I feel like my voice sounds like a 12-year-old, but, um, you know. Well, we'll see how the people receive it. I actually think, like, I sound like a... <laughs> my voice be feeling mad deep to me, but then people say they feel like I have a great radio voice. You so. do. Yeah, I swear to God. Like, the first the first part I caught, I was like, yo, like, she she made for this. Like, this is it. And then okay, I kept listening. thank you, so, thank you. Man. 
I watched it and be like, <clears throat> I think it's the vape, man, and the many, many years of smoking <laughs> back in the day. But hey, I'm I'm here now. This is this is what's going on. Episode 33. Yes, y'all. Yeah. I'm paying attention. I'm making sure to keep up with my actual episodes. Shout out to and we oh shit. Let me he hate when I call him. Shout out to T and Weeze. Definitely had a great time partying with them. Shout out to y'all for fucking with the visuals. I see y'all really, really like the visuals, man. If I had it my way, I would give y'all visuals all the time. But I'm a one-woman army. Life be life in. I try to give y'all the best that I got. Every fool is what we going to do. I got some more clips and footage. I promise I'm going to clip it up, throw it up on an Instagram story in the feed or whatever. Y'all make sure to go and check it out on YouTube. Let me know what y'all think. All right. Got a lot of great feedback from that. So much so to the point to where I've gotten more comfortable with, you know what I'm saying, promoting myself. Right. We talking to people. Hey, you like podcasts? You should, you should probably check my shit out. Enjoy it. Share my shit with a friend. Remember I had that probably episode four. But um, I actually shared my podcast with a guy that, I work with older guy, older black guy. And he listened. He was like, hey, you know, I think this is great. You have great material, great content. He told me, he was like, that nigga word, you be going nigga crazy, queen. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny when he said it because my instant response, y'all know I'm quick on the fly. I was like, nigga, please. That's what I said to him (laughs) off the rip. But I thought, I sat back and I thought about it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, let me see. Is this something that I'm willing to work on? Because I'm a fan of constructive criticism, right? If it makes sense and it's, you know, you're giving it to me to help better me and my brand, I'm always taking it into consideration. So I called up one of my homegirls. asked, I said, yo, bro, I want you to keep it 100 with me because this is why I called you because you always keep it a bean. You think I say nigga a lot? I said, hell yeah, nigga. I said, dude, <laughs> this is crazy. I said, so why you ain't saying that to me about it? She said, me, because it's a part of your personality. I said, damn, you right. And she's like, you got to think on a larger scale. Do you want to appeal to a broader audience? And I said, yeah, absolutely right with that. I can understand how sometimes for people that word can be hard to digest because I understand the negative connotation, you know, that has been tied to. I said, you know what? For fuck's sake, I'm going to try it out. So this episode, I ain't going to say I'm not going to say it at all, but I must only say it and restrict it to when it's some fuckery. Yeah, when they, I'm going to use it uh, sparingly. That's what I'll say. I'm going to try to use it as sparingly. So you might hear a lot more bros, a lot of dudes, a lot of guys, or maybe get a load of this motherfucker. But, you know, I'm going <laughs> to try to work on it. I'm going to try to work on it. Because, like I said, y'all fuck with me. And in turn, that makes me fuck with y'all. I'm trying to figure out how much I say it now on a daily basis. I feel like I don't say it, but I probably do. I it's know. just a part of the lingo, right? It, it's like hood colloquialism colloquialism damn I there you go no it's good it's good i know what you meant and you and you attempted to fix yourself so i can fuck with that i can spell that shit though hey. and that's what matters that's what matters the most <laughs> so you know i'm glad to have you here you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself because i was just going off i had to give them that disclaimer so they know what's going on before we take this ride but yeah go ahead and tell people a little bit about yourself okay what do i, what do I say about myself all right so nikki i am an actress i'm a singer was by the name of Caramel Jones. You can find me on IG at Nikki Jerish. Mm-hmm. Um, my music's on YouTube. Caramel Jones got a couple tracks. Working on the EP. Recently in a web series. Shout out to Boston. Shout out to Toot in the Right Cinema. It was called um, the Next Move Web Series. Okay, okay, pretty dope. I watched it. I tuned in. All right, cool. No, I, I, come on. I watched. It. I tuned in. 
they had you playing this that. I was like, okay, then. Well, you, were you supposed to be a stud in it? So, you know, like the character was really it was made insinuated. for it was, it was really made for me. Cause like I'm not a stud, but I'm definitely androge. So like I definitely have my girly days, but most days, 99% of the time, I'm in sweats, I'm in baggy jeans, I'm in whatever. So Nan's character is just a bisexual chick who, for the most part, she just wears sweats and baggy jeans all the time. Relatable. Relatable. Yeah, you feel me? Because everybody thinks I'm gay anyways on the way. <laughs> I just be like, I I let y'all think whatever y'all want to think, but okay. So. It, was, it was cool for me. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am bi, so like, I, I, that's fine. I can talk about bitches. That's fine. Well, women. Sorry. Excuse me, ladies. I'm going to talk about women. I mean, some, some women is bitches. We ain't going to say Not the ones I like, though. No, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But that character was pretty dope. Like, uh, it was great working with two. He's a great director, very professional, like genius when it comes to script writing. And it was like probably one of my favorite things to do, like as an artist. Okay, okay. I definitely tune in. I watch all of them. It's funny. I actually met the um the detect one of the detects that's on the <laughs> film, and he was the one who introduced me to the show. He was like, "Yeah, I'm doing the some some some. You should check this out." I was like, "Okay, what's your role?" He was like, oh, "I'm a D." I said, "You a cop." <laughs> Bro, you want me to watch you be a cop? I don't know if I will watch this shit, gang. I don't know. I don't know. But he was on my back for a little bit about it, and um, I actually tuned in. And no, nah, it was cool. I fuck with it. It was definitely good to see something, you know, positive come from the city, and y'all came together. It was definitely people from, I ain't gonna say, well, it was definitely people from different hoods that, you know, came together and collaborated, which is a beautiful thing. Do you have any idea on when season two will be rolling out? I don't know anything about when season two is dropping, but we are working on it. Okay, I was just like, I'll let alert. you. I can't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I be tight lip because he be yelling at me because <laughs> like, yo, come on, bro. I got to keep, you know, keep keep the promo to a minimum. Like, I, I love it, but like, niggas, you can't be spoiling this shit. I be, I be reading the script like, yo, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm happy for you. Um, And as far as the music goes, like, is it something that you were always passionate about or, you know, did it just... Did you realize you could hold a tune and was like, mm, I could fuck with it? Because I know with me and my podcasting thing, I ain't going to hold you. I let my friends gas me up. You know what I'm saying? And, and then when I started doing it, I was like, okay, hold on, wait. This is actually something that I can fuck with. So how was that process for you? I actually been singing like since forever, but I started recording in like 2010 and I moved out of the state. When I moved out of state, lost my connections. So when I came back, I kind of just like hit the ground running, just working, kind of like music took us a backseat. But then started working with my homie Isai She Shout out to you, my guy. Did a feature with him. Did a feature with my with my homie Bo. Rest in peace. And um, that's South Bend? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's my homie. It's crazy Boston's so small, but go ahead. I, I did two songs. So I did two songs with him, actually. The first was just a feature. And then the second song, it was my song. He made the beat. And then I was like, yo, you got to get on it with me. So um, I actually released that on his birthday this past year. That was some shit I had, like... I've been sitting on for the longest because I just feel like dope. That's it was, dope. So it was like so heartfelt for me. I was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. But then I just did it like, yo, bro, this is for you. Happy birthday. But after that, um, working with them too, I was like, I got to do this shit for real because, you know, I got talent. I could, I could write some shit. You know, I could sing some shit. Might as well. Okay. Okay. It sounds like you're very, very productive and I love that shit. I'm hoping that you have a successful career. What's You said that you have an EP out. What's one of your favorite songs off of that? Oh, I'm working on an EP. Not oh, you're working on the EP, on EP, but you got a few singles that's out right now. A few singles that's out. My favorite single. Oh, shit. I don't know if I really choose. I can say, like, Positions is definitely an earworm, but I think my favorite single that's out right now is uh, Trust Issues You. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's really my vibe, like who I am as a person. But I'm um, on the EP. I got a song called uh, 
G-Y-A-D. It stands for give you a daughter. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so when okay. I say just be ready for some shit because, you know, you know, just doing some things, dibbling and dabbling. Okay, I'm it's not... It's going to be lit. All right, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure that you keep me posted and updated on that. Of course, of course. Before we even hop into these street politics, man, first things first, I want to say a rest in peace to Olivia Popham. I'm pretty sure everybody's heard about it now at this point. She was a tex- well, mother from Texas, mother too. You know, she actually lost her battle to suicide after she had made a couple of disturbing Facebook posts, you know, and I don't even really want to read them because, you know, I just don't want to put myself in that place and space to talk about, you know, the actual her last words, yeah. for lack of better terms. I just want to say, yo, that shit's real. That shit's real. People don't understand, you know, how tough parenthood can be on you. And based off of the post that she was leaving, I'm assuming that she had to raise her two children by herself. And that's yeah. why it's so important to have both parents in a child's life or in the children's lives anyways, right? You never really know what somebody's going through. And people in the comments, sometimes they can be so harsh and so mean. You know, some people are like, oh, well, she could have did this and she could have did that. Like you get into the game of playing the shit, it could have, what is. But as I previously just stated, you never really know what somebody's going through. And sometimes it's weird to me because I think about this shit and I'm like, damn, I've watched interviews and, you know, read up on articles where you have attempted suicide survivors. And the thing that they always say is when they were attempting to commit suicide, they almost instantly regretted it. Mm. That's something that I've, it's across the board. Like I've read articles where a person jumped off a bridge, somebody tried to OD on pills, people who slit their wrists when they survive and they come to, they instantly regret it. So it's just like, damn. I don't know. The only thing I can say, if you out there and you feel like the going is getting too tough, find somebody to talk to. Even if you don't feel like you got friends, you got family, if you feel like you have nobody to talk to, they have suicide hotlines out there. Call somebody and get some help because you got people that'll be like, oh, well, when you kill yourself, that's selfish, this, that, and that. Sometimes the weight is too heavy for you to bear, but there's always going to be somebody out there who's willing to talk and who's willing to listen to you. So to at least try to understand where you're coming from. And I don't want to say they're going to convince you, but maybe after that conversation, you'll realize why it's still worth it for you to continue living, man. That's, yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say about that. I don't want to get too, you know what I'm saying, get too preachy with the sadness, man. But you ready to hop into your street politics? Let's do it. All right, all right. So, Condoleezza Rice, you know who that is, right? Yeah, bro. Former Secretary of State, I believe, during the Bush, Bush administration. administration. Yeah. Okay, okay. So she was on The View when she was doing an interview, and she was speaking about critical race theory. So there's a clip that I want to play for y'all. All right, let me go ahead and pull it up. One of the worries that I have about the way that we're we're talking about race is that it either seems so big that somehow white people now have to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I, I mm-hmm. don't think that's very productive. Or black people have to feel disempowered by mm-hmm. race. I would like black kids to be completely empowered 
to know that they are beautiful in their blackness. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, I don't have to make white kids feel bad for being white. <laughs> Bro. This is why I got to work on my drops because there's so much. <laughs> I needed a perfect drop for that. I'm going to, listen, next episode, I got y'all. But um, I know I probably have listeners out there that are like, what the fuck is that? I got you. For those of y'all who don't know, critical race theory is basically a legal scholarship and an academic movement that focuses on the cross between race and law and the challenges that America's liberals for the mainstream, how they try to, I don't want to call it whitewash, but how they try to paint and portray a certain image of racial injustices. So if I had to, I don't want to say dumb it down, but if I had to bring it to lamest terms, it's basically when people try to whitewash things and act like the fucked up things that happened in the past no longer exist. You're exploring it and you're addressing it and you're debunking the myths, which is kind of like what I do with this podcast when I talk about the urban self-help. I debunk the myths that we have and we subscribe to as millennials. I think that is very necessary because there's been times where even in schools, you know, they've tried to rewrite history over and over again. I think maybe a couple pause back, I was talking about how in school, there was in the textbook, they said some shit like that slavery, it wasn't really slavery. They said that, oh, there were Africans that came over to America and worked. <laughs> they worked for food and they, you know, in exchange for labor and room and board. And it's just like, yo, you can't do that. You cannot do that. I'm scared to look at textbooks right now in this day and age. I feel like everything is not what it actually, like what actually happened, like. And it's just rewrote the entire history book. Like I look at, I looked at my sister's history book a couple of years ago, and they like they skipped mad parts that we learned in history. Mm -hmm. Like they skipped a lot, a lot of the Native American chapters that we had, the about like the Japanese internment camps. They they skipped a lot of that shit, mm -hmm. and they just don't tell them. They don't tell them shit. So like if they're not learning that shit at home, they're not learning it at all. And then they go to college and they learning about international studies or they learned about African American, African American history and they don't know any of this and they're baffled. They go home like, why you never taught me this? Or why didn't, why didn't I learn it in school? And you, you know what I'm saying? Like that. So it's just weird. Like how you just rewrite history and stop telling the truth. I mean, cause they was doing that shit. Me and you were the same. Well, I think I probably got you by eight, a year, but they was doing that shit when we was in school. I remember growing up in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean. Well, no, in 1492, Columbus stole. He stole, bro. He came over here and he was thief. And they came over here and committed mass murder, genocide. They robbed, they raped, they stole, and they invaded. There were people that were here before them. And the fact that Condoleezza Rice feels like it's okay to say, oh, we are we don't need to make white people feel bad. What nah, are you talking about? Make what them are you feel talking real about? Bad. What are you talking about? They felt you think they feel bad when they on TikTok and they calling us monkeys and they they doing challenges. Oh, how to make a black person jail? They pouring on a cup. Oh, they don't have fathers. This that and they're like what? What? And that's the thing. Like we don't want them to feel bad. And they always talk about what well, else. My ancestors, I wasn't around. But y'all, but they continue to try to like take our past and throw it in our face. Like that's why two hundred years ago X Y and Z happened. But if we say anything about white people and what they did, oh, don't make us feel bad. We weren't there. But like, bro, like, like when is it when is it gonna be the same? Like apples and oranges or oranges and oranges? Cause y'all niggas is just making shit up at this point. 
I'm so glad that you brought that point up. I was on Twitter the other day, my personal Twitter account, and I was scrolling through my timeline. I saw a retweet and a user basically was some shit like, yo, are white people okay? She was in her college class and you know how they do icebreakers. Oh, you know, what's your name? Where you're from? Tell me a fun fact about yourself. She said one of her white classmates stated that their fun fact was their family formerly owned Frederick Douglass. That was a fucking fun... See, that's the thing I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> like out of all things to say... White people forever, like, throw a rock and then hide their hands. Like, oh, say. we can talk shit, but yo, y'all can't talk shit back or y'all can't talk about the injustices that happened to y'all because it'll make us feel bad. But we can make make fun of y'all and how y'all were slaves and how y'all don't own shit and how y'all don't have this. But as soon as we, as soon as y'all talk about it, it's like, oh, nah, nah. It's too, it's too much. It's too real. Like, damn, bro, you can't just say I play the piano in my spare time. <laughs> I know how to sew. I'm good at baking. Like, you want to let me know that your family was slave owners and they owned Frederick Douglass? That, that's not a flex. That's not a flex because now I want to punch you in your mouth for my ancestors. I was about to say the same shit. Big fact. Like, I could, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold you. I probably would have turned up in that classroom. And then when they asked me what happened, I'm going to say that was a hate crime. What he said was a hate crime. He intentionally tried to abuse me mentally about, the, about slavery. You're going to dress it up nice, but they still going to call you angry black woman. Fuck. I'll be angry for the rest of my life. Shit, I don't give a fuck. That's what they do. Soon as we're not allowed to be upset or sad or depressed because as soon as we do that, or even when we give our opinion with some bass in our voice, our assertiveness is viewed as angry. And I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of that shit. Critical race theory, I feel like it's necessary. Well, it's, it's very necessary. It's imperative because the longer we push it, the easier it's going to be to dismantle a system that was never designed for us. And create a, b- a bunch of clueless people like you know what I'm saying like I feel like our generation has common sense on top of uh, book smarts but I feel like the generations after us have less and less common sense so you start taking away things that we learned and educational values that we had and now they just walking around like like, like drones they mindless and they just following whatever they, they show and, that, and that's when you start getting laws put in place that have nothing but negative effects on our community and our people but they don't know enough to fight it or to know that it's wrong because they're missing critical parts of their history. Critical race theory is definitely necessary in schools. Yeah, absolutely right. Because they'll shove down our throats time and time again, how we were slaves and this, that, and the third. They don't really want to talk about it, but they never mention the royalty. They never mention that. Right. Mansa Musa, how come y'all haven't done a documentary or movie on that? He was the richest man to ever exist, ever exist. We're not going to hold y'all and play pretend like the Moors did not teach the Europeans how to wash their ass. All right. You know what? <laughs> I'm not even going to go crazy like that. All I'm saying is, like I said, critical race theory, it's very imperative. I know that you said something about, you know, how we have the laws that are passed in place and, you know, we don't know how to dismantle and shit like that. Look at Rikers Island. Did you see that? Yo, that picture? That was circulating. Crazy. 62 people in that one room. And I think that it's fucked up because aside from what, you know, whatever charge or whatever crime you committed, I should say, whatever you were charged with. Crimes by these laws, because technically some of them ain't really crimes, but they get some of them. But we're not going to. No, you're right. But we're not going (laughs) to act like sometimes dudes don't be wilding. Oh, definitely. Niggas definitely. I'm sorry. No, no. You should do your thing. Uh, This is a personal reflection in a a growth, in a, you know what I'm saying, a working progress in me. Be yourself. This is PDP. I want you to P that P. You know what I'm saying? If you guys say it, you can say it. I'm just working on me. 
But come on, if niggas definitely be wilding. If Jamal robbed a lady, an old lady, gunpoint, took a purse. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's you got to sit down. That's a crime, yeah, yeah. You got to sit down. You know, there are non-heinous crimes that are committed. And, you know, we're not going to act like there's not people that have definitely been wrongly convicted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But regardless of what, you're still a human being. They got these inmates locked up in Rikers. There's people sleeping on the floors. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure if they're sleeping on the floors, I'm pretty sure they're not getting the proper health care. Nope. I'm pretty sure they're not being fed properly. And, you know. Just in that instance, um, a guy died from that shit. He, COVID, right? He, he caught COVID because he was in the intake for, for a while long. And so his lawyers are like, bro, like if he had been, you know, processed or whatever, like he wouldn't have got COVID. He was sitting for 10 days in that, in that holding, the holding, the holding stuff. And that's how we got that shit. Like, that's crazy. I'm sorry, I just, that shit hit personal. But, um, yeah, this is the problem that we're having. You cannot treat people inhumanely. Well, whether they're an inmate or not, they still have rights. Right. Right. We live in a system where there's, it's supposed to be you're innocent until proven guilty, but off the rip, once you're arrested, yeah. shit, before you even get arrested, they treat me like you guilty of a crime that you have any, they don't even know if you actually committed it. Right. Right. It's just, <sighs> That whole shit with Rikers too, though, like that that whole prison system, like Rikers itself, is just fucked up. Like they're they're understaffed by like hundreds of fucking officers. They they like they they have no space for the inmates. Like that whole shit needs to be either done away with and niggas move somewhere else or just fix it. Oh yeah, you see what they what, when what's the what's the film that came out? Um, when they see us, you see what they did to Corey Wise. He was never supposed to go there. They had him there. He was getting jumped. They kept him in solitary confinement. He damn near went crazy. Motherfuckers know when you go to Rikers, that's that's yeah. hard time. That's what I'm saying. That's hard time. So they're going to automatically treat you like you're a hardcore hard criminal. criminal. Yeah. And like I said, that's not to say when you commit a crime, obviously you need to be, you know, prosecuted at whatever your state law is. But that does not mean that you need to be treated inhumanely and that's pretty much what's happening you can't have yeah. people they don't even have beds for them they sleeping on the floor yeah that's crazy sleeping on the floor no blanket no nothing how is that even possible they need to figure something out i don't want to say be like on some cliche shit like oh free the jails but y'all gotta figure out a better system y'all have to because y'all are arresting people they go going to jail right then they get out, depending on what their crime was, if you kept them for too long, it's hella hard for them to get rehabilitated. So now it has been statistically proven that when a person is arrested, the likelihood of them going back to jail is, I don't even know how to describe it. It's increased. You're almost guaranteed, the way they set the system up, you're almost guaranteed to go back to jail. Well, you might get charged with a crime, right? They convict you. You come out. All right, we're going to put you on probation. Well, we're going to give you this stipulation. We're going to do this, that, that, and the third. It's just unrealistic. And that's not to say that you would go back to committing crime, but they kind of set it up to where, like, if you're not completely on the straight and narrow, you're going back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, want- it's like, like, they, like they corral you, nigga, right back. Mm-hmm. Get out. Here, look. I'm going to put this roadblock, that roadblock, that roadblock, and all of them roadblocks lead right the fuck back to where you just came from. Yeah, this shit is OD. We all fall victim to poor choices. We're not going to sit here and act like it doesn't happen. But that's why it's important to have strong figures in your life to help you redirect you. So, you know, hopefully you stray away from the poor decision making, man. Speaking of positive role models, shout out to the dads of Shreveport, Louisiana, man. They got this thing that's called Dads on Duty. 
right? There's a high school. It's called Southwood High School. And I guess they were just turning up. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> you know how it is in high school. Everybody be bugging out, walling the fuck out, walling for respect. So during this week, there were 23 arrests. I don't know if it was boys. I don't know if it was girls, whatever. I don't even know why they was arresting high school kids. To, to me, that's kind of crazy. We're not going to, you know, take away from the positivity it is take. But basically, the fathers decided that enough was enough. So they decided to be in together and they've been taking turns going up to the school and volunteering, right? So, the, you know, they just basically show up and they rotate and they just show love to the kids. They're greeting students in the morning, you know, probably volunteering to do hall monitor work and just making the kids feel more comfortable and letting them know that they don't always have to make the, I don't want to say the poor decision, but they don't always have to make negative decisions, you know, trying to keep them on track and shit. I think that's dope. I think, I, I think it's way better than uh, like security and shit because security don't give a fuck. They're just there to do their job and they mm-hmm. you look any kind of suspicious. Now they on your back. Now they watching you. Now they telling the principal. Now you know what I'm saying? Like, now you got niggas just watching you all the time. Yeah, that's a fact. I think that is dope because, like you said, aside from, you know, the security guards, they're just there for the check. When you see adults that are actually taking time out of their own personal lives and they're volunteering, that shows you, yo, I really give a fuck about Mm y'all. Right? Because anybody can do anything for a check. But when you're taking time out of your day to do something that you're not getting paid for, it's just your philanthropy kicking in, then it's like, okay, damn. Like, all right, cool. You really fuck with me. You really fuck with me. And I think that it's necessary too because moms could do it too, but we're not going to act like a lot of times there's not a lot of kids who don't grow up with dads in the household, right? right. Mom, what's the stereotypical scenario that they paint you? Oh, my mom got to work two and three jobs. You know, I got to help raise my siblings. My dad wasn't around. So the fact that their father's there, you never know. They could be saving and changing who knows how many kids' lives. It definitely does take a village to raise children. And I think that that's really, really dope that they're taking the time out to do that. Yeah. It definitely, um like, puts a, you call that, puts a, like a, a pin in that negative like stigma like black fathers is not around and black fathers don't do X, Y, and Z. So it's like it's, it's like a good slap in the face to that narrative. Like like black fathers don't care. Even if their kid's not there in school that day or they're not at the same time, it's just like to see that they're caring about other people's kids. Mm-hmm. Those fathers. By the way, that shit is a fucking myth. Black men are at the top of the totem pole when it comes to taking care of their kids. I know it. You know it. The yeah, like it's mean, actually, the real ones know it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's white men that don't take care of their kids the most and underneath them are Hispanics. But hey, don't knock me or don't quote me on that. That's just what I believe the study said. But like I said, I think that it's dope that, you know, these men are stepping up to the plate. They're helping out the youth and they're helping them develop a strong sense of self, which is definitely necessary to help you be a functioning adult in society. And it plays a major role in your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Like when you see people that actually care about you, when you have a positive example to follow, it's easier. It's easier to do the right thing versus when you have no guidance. That's when it's just dumb easy to just spiral out of control and just end up doing all the wrong shit. And it's good when the people that care about you look like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hell yeah. So often we're like in school and it's like you have these white teachers, you know, they're like, oh my God, I care about my students and X, Y, and Z. But it's like, yo, bro, like you might care about us, but can you really relate to us? What the fuck we going through? When it comes down to it, you really going to put your career or your, you know, your life on the line for us? Like not something that's in, 
they not gonna they, they gonna do so much, but then when it comes to career or something that's really detrimental to their livelihood, they're gonna choose them all the time. So to see someone that looks like us that's willing to put, you know what I'm saying, their livelihood on the line to be here, it speaks volumes. It means so much more. Cause like you didn't have to, but you did. Like you really sacrificing something. Exactly. It's a major boost. It's a major, major boost. So like I said, shout out to them dads, man. They doing their damn thing. Yeah, man. I know we're talking about self-esteem. <laughs> Angela got you be on TikTok? I don't be on TikTok, but I be on TikTok. <laughs> by, by way of Instagram. <laughs> it's just like, I'll be on TikTok, but I gotta be on TikTok. Like Instagram Reels is my avenue to TikTok. I don't be on I have the app and I have never used that shit, bro. I only use the app once my because you know I do construction. So my local, we decided to do the don't rush challenge. So I downloaded it for that, but then after that, I deleted it. Cause I'm like, I what I'm not gonna hold you. Like I said, I do see TikTok, you know, the things that they have on different social media apps. Like I found like a a little hack for um when you're doing your gas, when you're pumping your gas, like there's two buttons that you can press. You can actually prepay the amount that you want. So you don't have to like try to be a pullout master of the gas because like, <laughs> you feel me? You don't got to do 40 one. It actually comes up to straight 40. 40. I don't know why I use the number 40 though. <laughs> Somebody's going to murk me for using the number 40, but it's all good. But <laughs> yeah, so TikTok, there is a woman, she's called Angela the Goddess. Right. She's a stud. And she has a coat full of BBWs. <laughs> As I speak more of the stories, it's going to sound weirder and weirder and weirder. So she makes, apparently, this is all, I can't even say it's alleged because there's been screenshots that have gotten revealed and another user was talking about it. So apparently she makes them worship the devil and she has them send her her whole, well, their whole paychecks. When she doesn't, get the whole paycheck or if they displease her and they're not complying, she makes them inflict self-harm by means of cutting themselves or pulling out their hair. That was a lot to unpack. Yo, listen, I am, I am, I'm always on the side of the victims. Not this time. However, however, there is there is not ever, never, ever, ever a time where I feel like someone else. Cause ain't she smaller than them? Yeah, I mean, yes, she is. She she looked like she's around our size. Alright, cool. So there's no way in hell that me being a BBW gonna listen to some stud. Like, I don't even know. Like, what is that? Like psychologically, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I, I too much. I think I, I like myself too much. Cause to I mean like, Cat Williams told us in a special a long time ago, self-esteem is esteem of, of your motherfucking, motherfucking self. self. <laughs> yes. Like, how are you letting this happen? It's fucking mind-boggling to me. I looked at, you know, a few of her TikToks. Ain't no fucking... How does she go? There's another a clip that people love to clip up. You use it for a job. Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way, boy. Like, I never <laughs> met you. I never met you in person. So how am I sending you? You ain't even asking me for $20, $40, $100. You asking me for my whole paycheck. I got Zint. I got Zills. I got Zildren. You feel me? Because I know y'all probably calling her Zaddy. But what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, is, what I'm saying is, you telling me I got to give you all my money and if I don't give you my money, now nah, I got to hurt myself. I should hurt you for asking me for all my chips. I should hurt you. You want all my money and then I got to cut myself or pull out my head? Come on. 
2019, I was bald headed. I cut all my hair. I just started growing my shit back and I got to pull it out because <laughs> hey, I don't want to give you my bread. Nah, this is wild. I can't, like, I don't understand how to fathom it. No, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it either. Like that shit's weird to me. Uh, I use that word a lot weird, by the way. I'm going to say a lot of shit today. No, it's, it's weird. Cool. <laughs> I just a weird. lot of shit is weird. Because like, there's, I'm just, I can't, like I said, I think I just like myself too much for somebody else to tell me to cut myself. Like I, I got wild tattoos, but cutting myself, I will never do. Because what the fuck is that? Especially if it's not even something that I wanted to do. Like right. because, because no you shit, want no me to see, do it. There's people out there, you know, who do, you know, they have self infliction problems, right. and you know, Them, let, let me correct myself and say that. Yeah, like someone else telling me to inflict harm on myself, right? I won't do. But if that's something that I choose to do, then that's my that's my right. You know what I'm saying? I understand shit happens, but what? Like I said, y'all never even met this girl. And then it drives to the point of cults, how crazy they are. Like, because there's people that have cults and I don't know how it is that you manage to get into their heads. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jeffrey Dahmer had a cult. Did he? I think so. Uh-huh. A lot of mass murderers have cults, but then there's people that have cults too. I think the whole, what was that? What was it called? Scientology, Scientology. or something like that? I, wait, hold on. We can't talk about Scientology. They might try to bust up here on some shit. I don't know. Them niggas is weird. But I was <laughs> just little saying. To me, that's a form of a cult. But yo, listen. I don't really watch like TV, reality TV, but I happen to be down a rabbit hole of Instagram or Facebook and I caught one of them like clips from like the reality TV shows from Black and Compton. Mm-hmm. One of the shorties on there, uh, Voodoo Doll, or maybe it's just Voodoo. Her her uh her her mom was married to a guy. I think it's her father. It could be a stepfather. But they was in the cult, and the shit was weird. He sent her a bunch of Bibles that he like wrote himself, and it was like weird shit. He Jesus now? He writing Bibles? Nah, no that ass. He calls himself like Jesus or God or some shit. Like I only seen three clips, and I like I never watched the episode itself. But basically, like there are regular people that start cults. And people just be following them. And I be like, yo, how? I can't even get, you know what? Like, no, say what you want to say, gang. Say what you want to say, man. Say what you want to say. Like, we can't even get niggas to act right. But these, <laughs> but these people got motherfuckers following them. Just Off like their words. Like, like that. Like That's what? pimping. That's cold-hearted pimping, if you, you ask me. Actually, now I'm thinking about, let me, what's this number? Let me find out how to do this shit. That is cause. pimping. Like, I'm getting, I'm talking, I, I don't got to do nothing physically to you. Off my words, you're hanging off your everywhere. It's just a crazy-ass theory to subscribe to. You know, I'm about to drop a little bit of Psych 101 on y'all. I believe, well, when I was in college, anyways, back in my previous, previous days, when I was in Psych 101, I think it was Karl Marx who said that religion is an opium of the masses. Yeah, right? Basically, you know, we can, so in lamest terms, I can drug you off of a certain belief because technically that's what religion is, right? Yeah. Everybody has their own beliefs that they subscribe to. So the fact that people can just, and I don't even want to say it's a weak-minded thing because that's what people say. Oh, you must be out of your fucking mind if you could subscribe to a cult. There's people who feel you got your fucking mind if you Christian, if you Muslim, if you a Buddhist, like, if you Jewish, all that shit, right? So I just, I don't know. I sit back and I think about it. I'm just like, wow. How, I don't know. I don't understand how it happens. I don't understand how it happens. But kosher is definitely, it's definitely like a, a mental thing because they have to appeal to, to some part of your shit. Like, you have, uh like, loneliness issues yeah attachment issues you know what I'm saying like they, mm-hmm. that, it's definitely a mental thing so I, I would agree with you in saying that it's not a weak minded person's thing it's just the, they just appeal to 
that mm-hmm. part of your nature and that part of your your mental mental health issues. Mm-hmm. I think that that shit it's it's crazy, and especially with this girl Angela the Goddess, like it's wow how the hell you can even find yourself pretty much body shaming. Well, not body shaming, but you're pretty much using self infliction to shit for manipulation. That's really what it boils down to. So after they cut themselves, do she be like talking shit about them? Like, oh, look, look at you, you look ugly type shit? Nah, I don't. Nah, because when I read the text messages, it was basically like she told one of the girls to do something. And the girl's like, oh, daddy, I already did it. She said, nah, let me see how deep you can cut yourself because that's going to please me. And she said, if you don't want to cut yourself, let's play the game of how many strands of hair you can pull out at one time. You need to make me happy. I say, yeah, y'all, you got it, gang. Yo, you got it, gang. But it, it speaks to the it speaks to the person who who like it speaks to Angela the goddess as a person. Like, yo, you, you sick, bro? You really need help. That's that's sick. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. And I don't know if she's body shaming them, but if she is, in order to get what she wants, that's fucking crazy. I know how I feel about body shaming. I ain't big on that. Big, small, eighteen to eighty, blind, crippled, or crazy. Do your thing. Love yourself, man. Just just because. I can't even, I don't even want to say that if you're doing this shit or you're in a cult or you're letting somebody manipulate you like that mentally that you don't love yourself. But I will say that you need to find more self-love. That's how I'm going to work that one. Yeah. There it is. Y'all got to love yourselves more. I'm talking about the body shaming and shit like that. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) It was a girl. (laughs) Nah, because this shit is wild to me. So... (laughs) Some of y'all, y'all, I'm talking about self-love and shit. Some of y'all need to love yourselves more, man. And y'all got to find more fucking security in the things that y'all choose to do. There were some text messages that were circulating, you know, on all these media sites. So an insecure woman, and I call her insecure because that's (laughs) just what the fuck happened. I'm going to actually read the text messages. Therefore, y'all can understand what's going on. So said user sends text to another woman. And you'll be able to tell by the context how I'm reading it. Bitch, stop sending texts. Oh, I just got crazy real quick. So the first text says, bitch, stop sending texts to my man and stop fucking on him. Thank you. Said user responds, LOL, um, good evening. Don't good evening me, you ugly bitch. (laughs) Leave my man alone. Girl, it's 2 a.m. and you've disrupted my makeup videos. Who is this man that I'm allegedly messing with? Crying face emoji quickly so I can block both him and you. Girl says back, leave Trevor alone before I come beat your ass. You called him three times and sent him body pics. You're built like a whale. Leave my man alone. So the girl responds and says, I don't have to know your man to know that he's a personal trainer. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I sent him pics for an evaluation. You know what? Never mind, girl. Good night. Shorty better than me because I would have read her. I would have read her for self. See, I'm petty. I would have just acted like I was fucking him. Oh, shit. I would have, yes, I would have acted like I was fucking him because why are you texting my phone with this nonsense? Like, first of all, that's your man. So how do you not know that your man is a personal trainer? But my first thing, okay, she said, and stop fucking on him, please, thanks. Like, you you confronting this girl instead of confronting your nigga and you still gonna stay with him even if she's don't stop fucking on him, clearly by your text messages. So like, why are we even here? That actually happened to me not too long ago. Oh, no. Like, last week. I'm not going to hold you. I would be petty and play the voicemail that got sent to my phone. Oh, no. (laughs) 
I'm not gonna be corny like that. So I hope that you hear this, bro, because you was on some bullshit. <laughs> so I turn my phone. Well, I have my phone programmed to go on Do Not Disturb after ten o'clock. Yeah. Monday through Friday, I work. I don't really feel like I need to be talking to somebody anyways after 10 o'clock. My shit's set by midnight, so I feel you. Feel me? And then on top of that, I feel as though there's 24 hours in a day. If you can't reach out to me, that's by 8 p.m., <laughs> then you don't need to talk to me at all. There's literally nothing we need to talk about after 8 p.m. if I haven't spoken to you. So my phone's on do not disturb. You know what I'm saying? Um, When I wake up the next morning, I see maybe about, I think like five calls from a number. Normally I make all my calls back, but I didn't recognize the number. And I'm like, whoever this was, you was calling me mad late at night. I think the first call came in like at 12 and the last call came in at three. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe this is some old gay that was, who knows? Like they was fiending and they was feeling high and ready. Oh, see this pizza. So I'm like, I wasn't going to help you out. I got nothing for you, gang, but insults and disrespect. So I was like, I'm not even going to call this number back. But... After, you know, I kept looking through my phone and shit, somebody else had left me a voicemail and I saw that there was a voicemail. So I'm like, let me, you know, let me listen to the voicemail. Only like six seconds. I listen and I can hear a nigga in the background like, yo, don't call her. Oh, no. And the girl is like, don't call her. You a bitch for that. On dogs, you a bitch for that. This real Boston shit. She bangs it. So I'm like, now I'm like, damn. I'm a little petty. I'm a little messy. I'm like, yo, let me call this back. See who this is calling my phone and shit. So I called. She don't pick up. I'm like, all right, cool. Fuck it. They must have figured out whatever it is they had going on. Two minutes later, she called me back. back. Yeah. (laughs) Call me back. She's like, yeah, what's up? What's going on? Try to hit me with my intro. I'm like, okay. Excuse me, (laughs) ma'am. All right. I see what you're doing, gay. So I'm like, yeah, what's up? Oh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with you. And she used his Instagram name. His Instagram name. Does she yeah. not know his real name? No, so, so I guess she to figure out was an Instagram thought. Oh. So she used an Instagram name. But I'm like, I don't really pay attention to people's handles and shit. So I'm like... Nigga, if you know them in real life, why would you? Exactly. So I'm like, I was like, you, yo, do you want to tell me his real name? I'm like, because I don't know nobody by that Instagram name or whatever. She's like, nah, you do know him by this Instagram name. So she says it again, and I got my phone up. I'm on the crib, on the Wi-Fi. I pull it up. Doo-doo-doo. I'm like... Oh, I say his real name. Oh, that's who you're talking about? Yeah, I know him. What's up? Oh, well, I'm trying to figure out what's going on between you and him. I'm like, this bitch. <laughs> so I know what I said when I was, you know, when we were talking about the scenario with said woman between the exchange that they had, I would have said I was petty and I was fucking him. But I'm like, you know what? I don't really want this mess in my life because one, I could have been petty and said, yeah, I'm fucking your man. Now what? But then one, I'm about to mess up your dysfunctional home. Which means now you got a stray dog that's going to come try to find his way over here. I don't want that static. And two, like you said, you're not going to do nothing but cry and stay. The fact that you got to stoop to that level to where you're calling me, asking me about your dog, lets me know that he has no training. So I said, man, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Nah, we don't got nothing going on. She's like, oh, well, he saw you at the laundromat the other day. What type of time was he on? Well, you know all of this, sis. Why you ain't ask him what type of time Wait he was on? Wait a fucking minute. She got this nigga. She got a low jack on this nigga. How she know? How she, I guess, right? like, she must have been going through his phone and made him, like, come out clean and tell him the story. And I'm like, yeah, he did see me at the laundromat. He just, you know, it was casual exchange. We know each other through mutual people. I'm like, but I told her, I said, I'm not going to hold you. He is probably cheating on you but it's not with me <laughs> so 
I don't know what you're going to do, but you got to figure it out, sis, because I got nothing for you. I told you I don't got nothing but disrespecting violations over here. So I'm not the one that you need to be worried about. She's like, okay, you know, that's why I didn't want to come at you sideways. I'm like, she already did. I'm like, you can't come at me sideways because even if I did, like you said, even if I did say, yeah, I'm fucking him. What's up? What are you really going to do? That energy is weird. You going to want to fight me now? Like, why why even do all that? Fucking either do you back or leave. Yeah. Like, I'm, I doubt coming to someone else as a woman thing. Yo, you're better than me, though, with that, with that explanation shit. I wasn't explaining nothing. Hey, listen, you t- asked if I'm fucking him? Nah, I'm not. That's it, shorty. Like, I'm not going back and forth with you. Well, sometimes, see, and this is the thing. Everybody be saying I'm so hard and it's so mean. Like, I could hear the pain in her voice. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that might have been his baby mother. So that might have been her attempt to try to save her family. So I was like, all right, man. trying to save a fucking family. I don't want to be saved. Only yeah. person trying to say that shit is them. Not even a kid want to say that shit. That's why I told her. I, I said, yo, shit. he's cheating on you, but it's not with me, bro. So you got to figure it out. I would have banged on her. I'm not going to lie. I would have banged on her. Like, yo, now nah, we're not fucking. All right, that's it. Click. Like, no, I'm not doing this back and forth shit. I hate that shit. That shit's annoying. I'm not arguing with you. I don't know you. I'm not even explaining shit to you because I don't owe you no explanation. Mm, you know, sometimes. It just depends. I, I think I woke up on the right side of the bed that morning. I got enough rest. So all I was right, like, all right, let me give her a little explanation. But I did tell her that she is getting cheated on. It's just not with me. Because <laughs> I had to throw that out there. Like, yo, you understand the fact that he can't even have a normal conversation with somebody of the opposite sex. If you're that insecure over that, that lets you know that that relationship is done. Yeah, that relationship is done. I'm like, because it was nothing, no sexual innuendo within our text for you to feel a certain type of way. I mean, I mean, she just looking through all them shits like, it's a female? All right, let me, let me see. Let me see. Like, yeah, she called me around 12 something. So I'm pretty sure, you know, my, you know, my name is Love. So I was the L's. Who know? She was like halfway through the list by the time she got to me. Hey, yo. So I don't know, man. And that just speaks to him too. Like, bro, like, don't be messy. Just delete your shit if you're going to be cheating. Don't no, don't cheat. Don't cheat. Hey, listen, man, that's not my business. But if you're going to do some shit, do that shit and do it with conviction, okay? Like, be 100 at the fucking shit that you're doing. I don't condone cheating. I don't think, I don't think it makes sense. It makes no sense. You could be 100% honest with somebody and say, hey, I, I love you or I like you. I rock with you, but I cannot commit to you. And I'd rather that than you cheat. Like, and that person gets to decide, like, either I'm going to stay with them because I can deal with that or I'm not. But like, bro, like, if you're going to do some shit, just do it 100%, 110%. Do your best at it. Like, if you're going to cheat, just fucking cheat. If you're not going to cheat, be that motherfucker. How you feel about cheating back? Oh, nigga. Everybody do what they want to do. Like, yo, this is yo, I am, I am, I am the fucking poster child for living your best fucking yeah. life. Like, do what you want to do. Yeah, I don't think. Man. Listen, I think cheating is wrong. I think cheating is wrong. I'm gonna say that. I think cheating is absolutely 100 percent wrong. However, if you get cheated on and you decide that you want to cheat back, that is your motherfucking prerogative because they started it. I am not a petty motherfucker, but if you push me, I'm definitely going. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna get my lick back. Okay. So, okay. Uh, for me, I don't. I don't. I agree with you when you say that you do not believe in cheating. I don't think that you should cheat on your partner. Never. Never. And I also feel as though if you got cheating on and you feel as though the trust is broken, you should leave. However, if you are going to cheat back, do it like it's your B-Day. Shout out to Jocelyn. Do it like it's your fucking B-Day, right? And whoever started the cheating, when you realize you got cheated on, no, sit your ass down and cry like she did or cry like he did 
and stay. Exactly. You ain't leaving. No, you cheated. Let me get my change back. Cheating back is like Jesus Christ. You don't know when he's coming, but <laughs> <laughs> nigga, just know it's coming. All right, that's the first time I said it. That's the first time I said it because I told you I'm going to use that N-word when it's warranted, right? That's just how I feel about that. Like, that's just what it's going to be. You're just going to have to sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> but in summary, to the girl who sent out the text messages and to the girl who called my phone one to inquire about your straight dog, man, y'all got to find somebody to play. No, seriously, y'all got to find somebody to play with. It's plenty of games. You got Hasbro. You got Mattel. All them fucking game systems. You got Xbox, PS, all that shit. Find y'all somebody to play with. The games have many uses, but the phone is not one of them. Do better. We talking about the phone games. Chloe Bailey. Oh man. <laughs> I like this one. this one. Yeah, she she was <laughs> she was tweaking out with this. So Chloe Bailey had an interview and she was talking about dating. She says, I don't like when dudes answer the phone every time she calls because she wants to be left wondering what you're doing. What you think about that? All right, so okay, so. I will preface this by saying that she cleaned it up, well, quote, quote unquote, cleaned it up mm-hmm. in her opinion. I don't think her explanation made it any better. I still think it sounds dumb as fuck. Definitely didn't. But <laughs> she cleaned it up and saying like, no, I, I want my man to be clingy, whatever. But like, I'll, I also know that if he's uh, being productive and he has a goal and a job, he's not going to be available like all the time to talk to me. Of course, I want him to answer my calls, but it's like, girl, like, listen, what you're saying is like, it's all over the place. Like, stick to one point. My point being, that sounds dumb as hell. Cause nigga, what? You don't want your man answering the phone when you text him? Even if it's like, hey, I'm busy. Like she's just like, I don't, I don't, if he's by the phone, that's too, that's that's too much. Like, what? What is how is that? What nigga, everybody has their phone in their hand. If it's not in their hand, it's close by. Hmm. You're not wrong for that. And like you said, she when she tried to clean it up, it didn't make sense because she said, oh, well, I mean, if someone's really on the grind, working hard on themselves, they won't always be available because I'm not. Of course, I want you to answer my calls and respond to be all up under me. And she put the cancer sign emoji, which I can't fucking stand, bro, because I just don't. I feel like all the stereotypical traits that most cancers carry, it just doesn't fit me at all. Yeah, cancer? Yeah, I am. Oh, my best friend's a cancer. <laughs> so she's like, um, oh, shout out cancer gang. Feel me to her. <laughs> but she says, it's also sexy to know someone is working towards something great and is busy too. But you said you want to be left wondering what she's what he's doing. That's what I'm saying. So Make if no you sense. know that he's busy, you know what he's doing. So... Like, Shorty was just saying whatever. Make it make sense. Like, that one didn't really clean it up clear. Like... She was nah. trying to sound super independent and super like, oh, I'm my own bitch type. But like, you just sound like dumb. Like what you're saying, you're speaking to oxymorons and it's just not making sense because you look like a moron now. It's, I don't know. It's giving, <laughs> yeah, it's giving immaturity to me. It's giving immaturity to me. If I know you're busy or if I know that you're working or whatever the case may be, this is obviously something that we've communicated, right? Yeah. So, I'm not going to call you when I know you in the middle of doing something because I know you got shit going on. But there's no, oh, I'm going to call your phone and you don't pick up and I'm going to be like, oh, he is so mysterious. <laughs> hey, yo, not. <laughs> I wonder what he's up to. What? You better pick up the phone when you see my name on that shit. You better because it's detrimental to your health. It's detrimental to your health. Like, nah. And then 
Not even for nothing because I've dated people that, you know, I know how you said, oh, people are always by their phones or their phones are always in their hands or it's close by. I've actually dated a person and that man absolutely hated the phone. Like he hated the phone. I get people that hate the phone, but that don't mean they not near it or on it. No, I'm talking about like to the point to where when we would spend time together, like his phone did not matter. Like we could be because he had like a two family house. So his phone could be downstairs in the living room and we could be in the kitchen or we just be upstairs chilling. Like he just absolutely does not care about his phone. That's dope. So, you know, when I wasn't around him, That's a real vibe. yeah, when I wasn't around him, if I called and he didn't pick up, it wasn't on some shit. Like I felt the type of way about it. Cause I'm like, he's not really into the phones. That but makes we, sense. But we had to have a conversation about it because I'm like, yeah, yo, listen here, gang. Not too much time gonna pass when I call your phone and you don't call me back. Like, I know you don't be around the phones and shit. And I'm not the type of person that I want to talk to you all day, every day throughout the day. So I felt as though we had to come to, you know, listen. Some kind of co- compromise. Yeah. And I fucking hate compromise. I'm more of a negotiator, but I'm, I gave him the ultimatum. Hey, you gonna have to learn how to, you know, accommodate me into this situation or it's just not gonna be. Needless to say, it wasn't gonna be, but you know, shout out to him. <laughs> it was a good time, you know, whatever the case may be. Hope you, hope you doing an eye game. <laughs> For real. But in summary, Chloe Bailey, I understand, and we saw what you were trying to do, but that statement was just not it. I think people that are younger than us, like a little bit lower the age bracket, they just got to work on their, you know, their thought process when it comes yeah. to actually dating people. And that's okay. She's young. You know, she got, she got She's some years. She's trying to find herself. Yeah, she got some years to figure out, you know, what it is that she actually wants out of men and what kind of men it is that she likes to date. Because yeah. that whole old picking up the phone, that mysterious shit, nah, that's going to get your neck broke. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> that's just what, that's how we going to work that one. Talking about young people, you know who Quando Rondo is? Yeah. And their whole, how their whole dating style is. So he tweets and says, sometimes you got to cheat on a woman. Oh, no, that's how he says. Sometimes you got to cheat on a woman. Yes, women, but then E, <laughs> to make her love you. Last episode, I told y'all how I felt about illiteracy. So the tweet, yes, the tweet off the rip, funny. it hit me like it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, what are you with me? What you want? Whitney Houston, every woman is in her. Like, no, a woman. But but in his defense, though, ain't he like country? What are you insinuating that country people? <laughs> I'm just saying, in my experience, country people struggle with the English language damn, because damn. because they they write the way they talk and because they have an accent. You feel me? Like, I peep. I have. A, I used to live in Duval County, Jacksonville, right? And we were we were talking, and someone said, "Back, bike." And it said, "Bike," and I said, "Spell I that, that shit." shit. And this nigga said, "B I C K," and I was like, <laughs> "But you, but you see what I'm saying? Like, B I C K don't spell big." But you see what, but, okay. but you see what I'm saying? Like, they struggle with the language <laughs> because the way they talk, they write how they talk. So I'm, I'm gonna give him that one, but everything else is bullshit. He's bugging. Like, what you just out here fighting for your life? You should try to fight for your relationship too. Talk about, oh, you got to cheat on the women and make her love you. Bro, sometimes that's going to get you left. You got to understand not every woman's going to put up with that. And let me not even limit left it. or dead. Yeah, or let left me not for dead. limit it to just women. Some people are not going to put up with cheating. Big facts. It's deal breakers for certain people. 
You understand? Some people that's going to cry and say, but some people just going to be like, yo, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. I don't have to put up with that. Surely hell don't. I don't. Even Kodak Black, he weighed in on it, talking about some, oh, I can cheat, no problem, but I can't take that shit, boy. I ain't finna let no bitch cheat on me. I'm going to have your ass take a lie detector test so fast. What? So you can cheat, but sis can't cheat. Hit him with the, what did he say? Because nigga, what? I'm like, Kodak, you got bigger fish to fry. You worry about whether somebody cheating on you. We, you say you're gonna, you going to use weird. We already know you weird, bro. I was just mm. shouting you out, what, last episode saying how I was sending you, you know, you know, the peace and the positivity because you was talking about, you know, you're feeling suicidal and shit. But then not even three days later, you on the gram, you trying to kiss your mother on the, on, in the mouth and grabbing up on her ass. Oh, that shit was wild. So we already know you have a weird ass construct and concept when it comes to, I don't even know. Women. I can't, yeah, pretty much. Like, that don't make none of the fucking sense. And he tried to... He got on the internet and he sh- he was on Instagram live talking about some, oh, nah, y'all don't know how to make a woman feel loved. I'm just trying to make my mother feel loved. Why you can't tell her you appreciate her? You can't buy flowers? That was incest. <laughs> you can't hug her? <laughs> Yo. This nigga, but this nigga, his, his, his whole like, way he view women is weird as fuck because like after Nipsey died, shit he was saying about Lauren London, like, time and place, bruh. Time and place. Like, he don't, he look at women as objects. He don't look at women as actual, like, human beings that he wants to, like, love and procreate with. It's just like, that's a bitch. That's a bitch. Like, all women to him are bitches. It don't matter what kind of woman they are. Like, mm-hmm. he just, so he don't give a fuck. So he just say wild shit like that. Like, I, a bitch will never cheat on me. I'm gonna get a lot of tech, lot of tech to it. But like, huh, bruh? You can cheat on her? Like, what are we, what are we talking about? But I think that's what most, I'm mean, like I said, I try not to limit it to just men doing it to women. I think that's what most people who cheat or people in general, they can do shit to people, no problem. But when it's done back to them, they have a very hard time digesting it. That's just how it is. I, I was thinking, cause <laughs> that was in college. I cheated on my, my boyfriend. Right. Right. That's how, that's Yo, how, you see I Nah, you didn't ask me. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, 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 one thing I'm not gonna do is lie. So I, right, Pete, my freshman year of college, I cheated on my my boyfriend at the time, and I'm thinking like, did that really bother me when he cheated? It wasn't that he cheated back. It was like, oh, you cheated first. Yeah, it was bad. It was interesting. You know, that was that was that was a I was I was a that was a, a bad person back then. But, you know, I grew up. Uh, Did you... Because... So, people like to argue, and I'm only asking this because people love to argue. They say when they cheat, it's because of something. So, did you feel like you had a justified reason for cheating? There's no justified reason for cheating. Like, I don't think so either. There's right? no way to justify cheating. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. As a cheater, as well... Not, as, <laughs> as someone who cheated, I had no reason except the fact that I still wanted to fuck the nigga I was fucking, but I, but I wanted to date the nigga that I was dating. Like, there's no, there's no justification for mm-hmm. cheating. Like, there's no like, oh, but I love this person and I did that. Like, nah, you just wanted to have your cake and eat it so you wanted to do both which like that's what polyamory and polygamy is for but like say that like don't live a monogamous life and then you you know what I'm saying like now you out here fucking everybody and you cheating on the person but in my instance I, I literally just still like the person I was already dealing with but I met my boyfriend at the time and I liked him just as much and I wanted to date him but he lived far from campus and the other dude was close like 10 minute walk so Okay. Did you tell him how you cheated? Yo, he found out in the worst way. He found out in the worst way. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was it was after party. 
Uh, no, sorry. We went to the after party, after like a college party. Then we went to the pizza shop. And um, the dude that I was cheating on him with was there. So, you know, he like, he seen me. You know, he knew. Like, he peeped C. Like, he knew I was with my boyfriend. So, he seen me. He texted me like, yo, I don't care. I'll be boyfriend number two. And that's when boyfriend number two was popping on the charts. Okay. So, he threw that little reference. I was like, like, that's that's cute. That's funny, whatever. But then, so I'm showing my girls. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wait, you showed your girls the text message while you was there with your boy. So, you was already hot. You was hot. You was hot. He Yo, so he didn't. My boyfriend was walking ahead of us. So, I showed them like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this nigga's wildin'. Wow, the one of my girls gonna be like, "What's this?" Like she read the shit out loud, basically. <laughs> like on some wild shit, she straight, like she dry snitched. Yo, maybe she real she snitched. wanted your bed though. She wanted your bed. I hope she didn't, cause that. Mm, <laughs> no. Or she didn't really like you, cause that wasn't she friendship. She didn't really like me. I, yeah, no, I found. Okay, out all right. Like, she she talked wild that. shit about me. Like I found out after the fact. She was talking wild shit about me, but that anyway, she snitched. So he found out and I told him. And when he cheated back, it wasn't the fact that he cheated back because I'm like, nigga, I deserve it. I, I cheated first. Okay, cool. I'll take that lick. But it was the bitches that he cheated with. Like, they was uglier than me. Like, that was the L I couldn't take. Like, nigga. So we've had it. I've had several discussions with men about this. You do... You didn't need to understand when men cheat, the argument that they have is it's not a emotional connection it's more so of a physical primal instinct oh so was mine but also like if i'm gonna keep fucking you you gotta look better than my nigga because like what's the point you don't think that would have been an ego blow to him if if what you think like do you think if you would have cheated on somebody that would cheated on him with somebody that was less attractive do you think that would have hurt less no it's all gonna hurt the same uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, this maybe. is you see what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so for me, it was an ego blow because, like, bro, I don't care if you like this bitch. Like, I honestly, at that time, my mind was just like, yo, it's just college. Like, I have a nigga, and if I don't want him, I can get rid of him, and I could deal with somebody else. But like, if I'm with you, then I'm with you. And like, since I already cheated, like, at this point, we just we here now. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna do some dirt, like, just don't make me look bad, bro. Like, have 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 more respect for yourself and. For me, yeah, it was a pussy is pussy type of situation. That's like just what that. it is, and that's that's what bothered me. Like it didn't hurt that he cheated because it's like yo, like you cheated on him first, so you can't be mad, bro. Like, but in men's defenses, like I said, I've had several conversations about this. Men always, well, they also argue that they cheat with women who look less attractive because it's less work. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that argument as well. It makes sense. You feel me? Like he might have got with you. You know, you light skin. You got the shape and shit. He like, I got spend a couple of dollars. I got to do this with her. I got to court her. Whatever. If she looking like whatever, yo, we ain't even got the Try Netflix telly, and chill. We like, ain't even. No, we not going no telly because I got to spend money for that. I'm oh, about yeah. to. You get what I'm saying? So sometimes men feel as though if she doesn't look as good as you, she has to. He has to put in less work. Ah, uh, okay, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? All right, that's fair. I have a lot of con. I have fucked that's up conversations fair. all the time, man. This should be discouraging my little, my little <laughs> soul. But you know, it all makes sense to me. But bro, that was years ago. Like I'm, I'm a way better person. I have, I have not cheated since then. Like I learned my lesson. I'm like, I'm not one of the people that it hurt, huh? It was, it was just like it was a blow to my ego, and I, yeah. I take pride in, in myself. Yeah, that shit <laughs> stung, huh? You like, oh, wow. I seen the bitch, and I was like. Bro, that's what we doing. You had to get on your Jay-Z shit. You don't get it back like that. Like, like, <laughs> like come on, cuz. Like, that's what we doing. I bet. I learned my lesson. I'm good. Like, now it's just like, I feel like I want to cheat, 
And I'll have to have a conversation with that person or myself. Like, yo, like, hey, X, Y, and Z is happening. I feel this way. I think maybe we, we should do something different or we should just go several ways. That's the best thing. I've said that before. I think that once you start to develop, whether it's a physical, emotional, and attraction to somebody else, y'all got to have that conversation because that's going to be a game changer. Either y'all work on it and figure it out, whatever it is that y'all need to bring each other back into each other, or it's time for y'all to go y'all separate ways. So that's definitely commendable. And sometimes they don't even be like attracted to somebody else. You just lose attraction for the person you're with because they just fuck it up and not doing what they need to do. Yeah, that's what happens too. Shout out to the single gang. We making it happen, man. Relationships seem like a lot of fucking work. But yeah, we got, I mean, we didn't get derailed because we was definitely talking about that shit. But the main point being, Kodak, you need to relax. Quando <laughs> Rondo, you need to relax, man. I know I was talking about Kodak last before we started talking about Quando Rondo. And I'm only bringing this shit up because Uncle Charlemagne was right. People are crazy as shit in fucking Florida. They be out of fucking pocket. <laughs> Did you see the article about the two gym teachers that stumbled into the wrong apartment of a married couple and they got into a shootout behind it? No, I didn't see that one. <laughs> but I, I believe it because Florida is its own country and after living there for a year, <laughs> I am convinced that these niggas do not live by anybody's rules but their own. So basically, yeah. <laughs> it was two dudes, they both 26 and they're gym teachers. Which is weird as y'all. Y'all both 26 and y'all gym teachers and y'all just be hanging out, I guess. Whatever makes them happy, right? Whatever flows they boat. So they met a woman at a bar. They go back to the girl's crib together. One of them goes inside and the other one waits. So I guess, you know, he was just, what you want to say? For lack of better terms, taking one for the team. So. He's a lookout. Yeah, right. So. Whoever was inside, he comes out the crib. Dude that's in the car is like, yo, I got to use the bathroom. So the nigga. <laughs> nah, so you're using this fairly. It's good because this, this story sounds yeah. crazy. You can use it. Right. <laughs> so dude that got to use the bathroom, he goes and walks into the crib. But he never was in the crib, so he didn't know what crib he was walking into. He walks into another person's crib and goes to use the bathroom. So now the other dude that was already in Shorty's crib, which he was the crash in the situation, because, bro, you already been inside the spot. So when you came inside, you should have known that the setup wasn't the same. He just goes and goes straightly to the bedroom. Right, which is weird because maybe they lived in apartment complexes, so the Probably. layout was the same. Yeah, so Florida, like a lot of Florida complexes, at least in Jacksonville, like you have. You go some stairs, it's apartment, apartment, apartment. It's just mad apartments on one level. Like mm-hmm. Three or four. And they all, like, a lot of them have the same, on the same side. They're built the same. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm because I'm thinking about, like, I'm tapping into my construction side. So I would assume that apartments on the same floor are going to have the same yeah. layout. So dog is using the bathroom and the other one goes and just hops straight in the bed. <laughs> it took him to get into the bed to realize that he was not only in a bed with said woman, which was a different woman, but it was a man that was in the bed. And the couple was in the bed with one of their three children. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. Well, so he, <laughs> he gets in the bed and, whoa, whoa, gang, what, what the you fuck know? is going on? <laughs> like, who is you? We in, what the fuck, we in the middle of October. You can't be saying, why is you in my crib, bro? <laughs> in my bed with me and my wife and my kid. So the man, who is the man of the home, 
He's like, bro, this is not like, nah, this is not what it what it is. And he ain't wrong for turning up. Of course, you open my door. You came down. Why y'all door wasn't locked? I'm about to say the same thing. Like, Why y'all door wasn't locked? Because that's wild. What type of neighborhood y'all living in? But basically, owner of home escorts them out side of the crib like no y'all gotta go which he ain't wrong because bro you was in my crib and you was like if i wouldn't have said that you probably would try to wipe rub up on my wife or some crazy shit like that so he's escorting them outside and because he escorted them outside that's when it got physical which is corny to me because it's like yo you was in my crib like i could have punched you when you got in my bed but i decided to be the bigger man and walk you outside of my crib he could have shot him in the back because Florida got seen the ground law. Nah, the crazy part about it is a firearm was discharged, but it wasn't the man who was, it wasn't the man's whose home it they entered. Of course it wasn't. It was one of the gym teachers. Like, how you coming to my crib? You was, you basically violated on several different levels. Yeah. And then you turn around and you try to shoot me? Yeah, like, I'm different. the one that's wrong? Florida niggas is different. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I have to ask though, like all in all seriousness, what did they look like? They look like us, or they was clear people? No, they was us. Oh they shit! They was us. Oh, I didn't see them was, coming. They was both dark skinned. One of them had locks, and the other one had a fade. It I was definitely not, us. I, I did not see that coming. I mean, the the shootout led me to believe that they looked like us, but like I still was in the back of my mind, like yeah, they gotta be clear people. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they shot him in his back. Oh, damn. And they saw it on the surveillance footage, which is automatically, when you shoot somebody in the back, you're definitely going to get charged up. Yeah, because they're definitely. facing you. Like, they obviously trying to retreat. Definitely going to get charged up. So they ran across the lawn, and then I guess they fled the scene, and a victim found, well, what? Oh, let me see, because I'm still reading it. It's just a little bit too much. So they shot him in the back, Ran across the lawn and fled the scene, and then the victim found somebody else's apartment and called nine one one. When they got caught, they tried to say that it was the victim who pulled the gun on them, but then their apartment got searched, and the two roommates that are gym teachers and twenty six together and both dark skin got they had two more guns at their crib. Oh no! Then none of them were registered, huh? I don't know. It just said the guns haven't even been examined yet. But yeah. <sighs> Ugh. That's crazy. Ugh. That's like what happened to Shorty and all this. She just was like, "I am sleep." Oh, the one that was getting blazed, or the one who was at the crib with the guy that got shot. The one that's getting blazed. <laughs> Shorty was like, "My name Bennett, and I ain't in it." <laughs> I don't know. They she hasn't issued a statement or anything, but I'm pretty. She had nothing to do with it. Well, the altercation that happened after the fact. And this is what I'm saying. This is the important thing you doing. You're dirt on your lonely because. Bro, like... If he didn't have to go pee, they would have never been in that situation. Exactly. You was outside. Why you couldn't pee outside? Say the same thing. Like, yo, that you could literally take it out the hole and just... Right I mean, there. you do know, you know, if you get caught pissing outside, they couldn't catch you as a registered sex offender. Yeah, but I'm so, pretty sure that was a late night mission. He's on surveillance, so even if even if they didn't catch him then, they could have caught him later. That's... So it was a lose lose from the jump. They should have. They both should just went in the crib. He should have stayed in the living room, and other one should have killed Shorty. And then they not killed her, but you know what I'm saying. Took her down, and then they could have left together. I don't, because I'm just like, like I'm trying you, to wrap my head around the situation. Like why sit in the car? You could have. He could have sat in the room and watched TV. Shit. 
Do something with yourself. Nah, that's some high school shit. <laughs> Nigga. Just, nobody has, wants to sit in the room. You just hear your man's knocking something. You just clap, you clapping cheeks. You just in the, in the, in the other room like. Yeah, because he might have wanted on to Netflix? open the door, tag your man. You feel me? You trying to respect <laughs> his man's space. So he ain't wrong for that, but he fucked him up. Ultimately, he fucked him up. You had to pee and you went and went into the wrong apartment. And then the dude who was already hitting shorty was dumb as shit because he just let you walk into the wrong apartment. And he wasn't even paying attention to his surroundings. So why? I'm confused. Why Why he ain't just text him like, yo, bro, I got pee. Like, come to the door. And then he could just walk to the door that he was at. I mean, if your friend is... If I'm in a car, I wouldn't even be in that scenario. But I'm assuming if you in a car and you know what your man's upstairs doing, you're going to send him a text like... I mean, I guess after he was done, That's you could have sent a text. After he was done, like, I, yo, text him like, I got pee. Like, after some time I passed, like, you know what I'm saying? It, but they okay, okay, okay. All right. It's they, just too many different they, variables. They, they roommates, right? So I'm sure he was definitely clapping cheeks while they was in the apartment together, right? Mm-hmm. So he probably this is gonna sound weird, but he probably know how long his man's take. Oh, so good, he could he could have texted them like, "Yo, bro, I got pee. Uh, yo, like, let me like come to the door or like, you know what I'm saying? Let me in type shit." I just feel like it was a lot that went wrong that could have been easily avoided. They was probably drunk. All right, that's fine. That's that's I'm, that's what I'm gonna say. They was drunk. I, I mean, because as the story unfolds and the more details you get into it, it just gets dumber and dumber and dumber. Drunk gotta be the the best answer, cause cause what the fuck? Because <laughs> you're not paying attention to your surroundings. You just opening the door and just walking in. Like I said, the layout might have been the actually, same, but the decor was definitely different. Actually, the biggest L for this whole story is the people whose house didn't have their front door locked. Like why you ain't, why your front door ain't locked? They probably live in a comfortable neighborhood or a neighborhood that they feel comfortable in. That's white people shit. I mean, they didn't reveal the race of the people that got shot or the woman. So for all we know, that's what could have happened. Yeah, that's weird. Because if you think about it, I don't think a black man would have escorted two black men (laughs) out of his home after you walk into my bed and you're trying to get in my bed with my wife and kid. That's true. So, yeah, they didn't put it out there, but I'm just going to naturally assume yeah, okay. But it, it's just wow because he got shot trying to, you know, not even defend, but basically trying to just protect his home. And it's like, if you ain't safe at the crib, where are you going to be safe at? I'm going to sound like an asshole, but like, I wonder what he said for him to shoot him. He had to say some shit, but a nigga just, you know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I think he should have been the one to shoot them. If you, you ask know, me. I agree with you. Like, what did he say to him? Because like, if, Homies running away and they leaving and they fleeing the scene and then you stop to you you stop your exit to shoot this man. What did he say? Like what did he say to him? I, I, I want to be a fly on the wall. He probably called him the N word with an ER. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, shit. Okay, I'm gonna fuck us in your house or not. You call me a hard ER. We have some problems too. See, that's just you know what I'm saying. I'm saying if you ain't safe in your home, where can you be safe at? You ain't even safe outside. A woman in Philadelphia, I feel so bad for this woman. She got raped. Yo, that on shit on a train. Was crazy. I heard that shit on the news and I was like, yo, there's no way in hell. I'm looking at the article right now. The suspect, his name is Fiston Noy. And he attacked the woman on the train. They say he raped her for about six to eight minutes. Yo, nobody, and nobody said, did anything said nothing, to did stop. Nothing. It's recorded. Niggas recorded. We live in a world where niggas just record some heinous shit like that. That shit's wild. 
just last episode, I was asking my guys, like, yo, do y'all feel protected by Black women? And I answered the question if I felt protected by Black men. And I made it a point to say, I surround myself with men that I feel protected by, but what I feel protected by a random man of my race in my age bracket. And I said, probably not. I don't even know the race of the woman or said woman that was, you know, allegedly assaulted. But it just goes down to fuck the race. As a society, how could y'all just sit back and watch and let something like that happen? Shit's crazy. Like, I, I was, my mind was blown. So when I first, like, saw the headline, I thought maybe, like, niggas, like, got on the train later and then realized it and said something. Nah, nobody said anything. Niggas sat there and recorded. And then, then at the next stop or whatever, like, however stop, niggas, like, niggas found them. But, like, how you just watch somebody do some shit like that? Like, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to sit by unless somebody get raped. Like, that shit's wild to me. Wild. That shit, it doesn't make sense. I understand, you know, the whole manja business. That shit only go but so far. Facts. You can't see a woman getting assaulted publicly. I'm pretty sure she screamed, she yelled for help, and y'all just ignored that shit. And recording it. Like, y'all couldn't even try to get, even if you didn't want to intervene, you couldn't try to find somebody else, else to intervene. Yeah. Stop the train, like put an emergency break, something like, you know what I'm saying? That Anything. shit is just wild to me. Society as a whole, we're failing. Yo. And it's fucked up for women because it makes you scared. Like, yo, you're not even safe with transportation. You're just trying to get back and forth to go where you got to go. And you're not even safe as far as that goes. You got to get get your pepper spray, get your little pocket knife, get you an LCC. And the words of woo, you got to protect your neck because motherfuckers ain't out here. They not playing safe. They not playing safe and they, they not, not playing, playing fair. Safe. Look at that. <laughs> they are not playing fair at all. This is a little bit older, but they recently updated the stats. They were saying how lift safety reports revealed that over 4,000 sexual assaults and 115 fatalities between the year 2017 and 2019. I don't understand. We're in 2021, so I don't understand why they're giving us those statistics from, from back ago, then. Four years ago. Like, that's crazy. I mean, maybe because they're finally catching up and adjusting. But damn, they were trying to argue that that's like 0.0002% out of all the rise that happened. But this that's still, still too much. real. That's still too much. It's still real. There's been times, you know, I've been on Facebook and I see people share well, like share like a screenshot of their Lyft for Uber drivers. Like, yo, this man tried to do something to me. Y'all need to, you know, not ride with him if, you know, he happens to come up on your feed for picking you up. And it's just, it's a crazy thing and crazy times that we're living in because these motherfuckers will, oh, ask you about, hey, do you have a car that's up to our standards? Is your license valid? Do you have a clean driving record? Are y'all not doing background checks? They say they do, but like, also, it can't be that thorough because a nigga just don't wake up one day and be like, yo, I'm going to rape this girl. Like, nah, this is something that he's been thinking about and have had proclivities towards prior to this. So, like, they can't be doing thorough background checks. I'm sorry. I just don't think that's possible because there's no way that 4,000 women have gotten assaulted and it's just like, oh, yeah, we did a background check and he seemed he, he seemed okay. Like, what, nigga? No, there got to be something in his past that, that deems him not worthy of driving for Lyft when he's raping people. Excuse me. That's what I'm saying. I always like to play devil's advocate. It could be women that are assaulting men too. Oh, no. Most definitely. Sorry. I sh- You're right. I shouldn't say he. 
but they, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's not just a, a one-off thing. Like, it's happened before. They've done something that shows that they're into this kind of shit. Yeah, I always got to throw that shit out there because I don't ever want people to tune into the part and think that, oh, when it's women on her podcast, you just always male bash. Like, no, I understand on both ends of the spectrum and the aspects, but, yeah, you know, you're always going to speak to the side. Well, not always, but more than often, the one that you're more passionate. Well, not, damn, I don't want to say more passionate about. That's most relatable to you. There we go. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to say. But that shit, I don't know. I can't say it make me not want to take Ubers and Lyfts. Because sometimes you got to do what you got to do, gang. Listen. Uh, nigga, I am fucking... What's that nigga? What was that song? Uber Everywhere? That's me. Like, I, I think take, it made it to you. I think that's That nigga, that's, 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 that's my twin. Because I'm Uber Everywhere. So, like, that it's shit... It's convenient. That shit be... But honestly, like, there be times where now Lyft does it. I don't know if Uber does it. I don't really pay attention to my phone when I'm in, when I'm in the Lyft or Uber. Which I should, obviously, given this story. Mm-hmm. But Lyft now will be like, hey, are you okay? Like, they'll send you a, like, a notification. Like, are you safe? It looks like you're going away from your destination. They didn't have that shit a couple years ago. Really? So, like, I feel like they're taking the right steps. I just feel like they're moving too slow because you're giving me some texts from 2017 and 2019. We in 2021. So, like, okay, cool. Applaud y'all for doing something better. But, like, you got to do it quicker. Because mm-hmm. if that's 4,000 4, assault cases... In those two years, I can only imagine what happened during COVID when niggas is not outside, when niggas is on quarantine. Exactly. You feel me? Like, that doesn't make me feel any better, okay? You're checking on me. But, like, there are stories when people didn't get that message and the person, the driver, started taking them elsewhere. And if they weren't paying attention, they wouldn't have made it to the destination. You feel me? So, like, it's a, they got to do better. It just sucks that women, we just have to be so precautious. Like, every time I get in a Lyft, every time I get in an Uber, I put my GPS on and I'm looking, you know, like, all right, I'm making sure that we're going to say, especially if I'm going somewhere where I don't know, I'm like, okay, he's supposed to be taking this turn, that turn. And that's just me being a cautious person. But sometimes not everybody's going to be like that. And it sucks that I even have to be like that. Or women or people in general have to be like that. But you're not safe nowhere. You ain't safe getting on the train. You ain't safe getting in the Uber. You ain't safe getting in the lift. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm just supposed to walk everywhere. I ain't even safe walking, depending on where it is, if the alley too dark. Or shit, if you in fucking London, don't matter where you at. Like I said, fucking society, we just failing as a whole. We failing as a whole. We got to figure out what it is that we're going to do and take some steps in a different direction because that shit is just all the way sad around. But I want to switch up the tone because talking about that was so fucking depressing. I'm not even going to lie. It is. I, I hate to talk about, like, people getting assaulted and shit like that. It just, it blows me. It sends me somewhere else to different, a different fucking space. But <laughs> I was on Reddit and... Love that place. <laughs> Absolutely. Do I just be on the internet. Just be doing shit about little folks. That's why I be in the crib all day by myself, man. I can find things to keep me busy. I don't really need too much social interaction. But there was a woman and she was saying how her best friend, she was supposed to be her best friend's maid of honor at the wedding, right? So the bride-to-be told said maid of honor, hey, your boyfriend is not allowed at my wedding. And her reasoning behind it was, if men were going to come to her wedding, they needed to be serious partners or already married to people that were invited to the wedding. And she didn't feel as though 
her maid of honor's boyfriend had a serious relationship. She didn't take their relationship serious. And I'd like to throw out there before you answer, because I know you're ready to go off. The maid of honor was pregnant, or she's pregnant with her boyfriend's child. So, okay. So, friendship aside, you know what that screams to me? The bride making that request. Mm-hmm. It screams that there's going to be some loose-ass person, namely a woman, coming to this event that she don't want to have to worry about being on somebody's man. And that's how I look at it. I don't know if that's me being like... That's a theory. I, I just I just assume the worst in people and I let them prove me right. I mean, or wrong, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it seems like to me because like, why would you say that? Like, like you, And like you said, her friend, her best friend, clearly because she's the maid of honor, that's the highest highest part of the bridal party. Mm-hmm. You want to tell me that she's pregnant, pregnant with this man but you don't take their relationship seriously. So either you don't really fuck with this lady like you say you do because you down in her relationship. Or, like I said, like you think there's going to be somebody there that could cause issues and be messy and you don't want to have to deal with that. So either way, whatever, whatever, whatever reason it was she had for saying this shit, it was all selfish. I get it, it's your day, but it's selfish like to another level. Like You're talking about people's relationships outside of you. Mm-hmm. That's selfish as fuck. And like, what gave you, what gave her the right? Wedding or not? Like, you taking shit personal now. Like, I'm not gonna hold you. After my baby would have dropped, you would have had to get that. That's crazy. Yeah. You, like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to be your best friend, your maid of honor, and you're telling me that I cannot bring my man because you don't feel as though our relationship is serious. Friendship is over. Because friendship who the is fuck over. Are you? Like, like, what? You telling me my relationship is not serious because you got married first? Bitch, I don't give a fuck. You could have been the Pope. Nigga, like, you're not going to tell me that my relationship is not serious because you don't feel it is? The fuck does that mean? I just don't understand how you could even feel, like, how you feel entitled enough to say that shit. How you feel comfortable, not even entitled, comfortable to say that to me. And I'm supposed to be a maid of honor. So I, I didn't have a similar situation happen, but I do remember me having a conversation with one of my friends, and this is back when I had my first set of locks, so, you know, it's probably like, what, 2013, 2014, and we were just talking about, you know, weddings and people getting married and shit like that, and she's like, oh, well, Love Jack, I'm not gonna hold you. If I get married, you know, you can't have locks. You gotta cut your hair off. I don't want no locks at my wedding. I'm like, girl, it's a good thing you're not marriage material. So what are we even talking about? She looked like us? What you mean? Is she black? Yeah. Most of my friends are black. Yeah, she was black. And she said that shit? Mm-hmm. Her ancestors rolling in their graves. She was. I'm like, girl, I'm like, and you bald-headed. So why? Yeah. Like, this shit was... <laughs> That's just, why she was mad. Yeah, she like, this shit don't make her. no sense. I'm like, you ain't even marriage material. Nobody's gonna marry you, bro. That's not saying people who have multiple kids with multiple people are not marriage material. But what I said for her was true because here she is, three kids later, and still not married. So we had nothing to worry about. Nigga, I wish somebody would have ever told me when I had my locks that I could not have locks and be in a wedding. I was like, cool. that happened before too. I think I saw a story where a dude told one of his groomsmen, yeah. like, yeah, my, 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 my shorty don't yep. want no dress, so I you gotta cut shit. your head. Like, fuck you and her. Fuck y'all wedding. But what are you talking about? Her. And I hope no, nigga. I, what? See, I can't I, shit like that make me like tight on a different level. I'll be wishing the worst on people. And I don't like doing that because like, you know, like that hurts my soul. I'm I'm a loving person. When you say some wild, dumb shit like that to me, now I'm just wishing for your whole life to be ruined just for that one minor inconvenience for me. And I gotta stop doing that. But it, you know, it just feels good. Cause what the fuck you mean? I wanna you you're sure you want me to cut my hair, or you want me to cut my hair, or I can't bring my my nigga, my 
sorry, my my man to your to your wedding because you feel a certain way. The fuck they got to do with me? Take that shit up with God, cause nigga, no. Yeah, my personal decision on my appearance, like I feel as though as long as I'm not unruly, yeah, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. And shorty for trying to dismiss your friend because you didn't feel like her relationship was that serious. That's corny. That's so fucking corny, man. Super chips. I don't even want to keep being like OD negative, but, you know, on a more positive aspect of, you know, relationships and weddings and marriages. Shout out to Vin Diesel, man. He actually walked Paul Walker's daughter. I believe her name is Meadow down the aisle. I think that's dope. That was amazing. Definitely dope. You know, because a lot of times when people pass away, people tend to forget, you know, mm-hmm. about your children or your family. And they always say what they're going to do when you first pass away. Like, yeah, you know, I got them for life. And then, you know, a month passed, two years passed, things changed. But he stayed true to his word. And I think that that's dope as shit. And that's why choosing the right godparents for your children is important. Because had he been a different person and not, you know what I'm saying, and not a good godfather, he wouldn't have done that. Shout yeah. out to him. That shit was dope. It's dope as shit. I know I said I was going to switch it up. We was going to talk about the positivity, but I got to bring it back to the dark side because weddings and shit like that, it's just too much that's going on. <laughs> what is this lady's name? Well, I'm going to carve a lady. What is this little girl's name? <laughs> oh, yeah, Deja Hogbook. Yeah, we got to talk about that <laughs> shit. This shit had the internet on fire the past couple of days. And I know everybody's going to have their own personal take. So you're familiar with the story. Yes, yes. Everybody is familiar with the story at this point. So Deja so. is an 18-year-old young adult. That's what we'll call her, for lack of better terms. She's a young lady. Yeah. She's not an adult yet. I think she's still like mad at me. <laughs> She recently got married. When the article first dropped, they were trying to say he was 45 or 50, but it's been discovered that her godfather is now, well, he's actually 61. So she got married to her 61-year-old godfather. And it's just had the internet in a fucking frenzy. You got people on two different ends of the spectrum where they're saying, oh, that's wrong. That's fucked up. Blah, 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 blah. And then you got people who are fixing their mouths up to say, well, it's her life. It's her decision. It's her choice. So why does it matter? I'm, I want to get my issue off, but you know, you're my guest. So I'm going to let you go ahead and get your issue off first. Yeah, there's so many layers to this shit. Like, let's just unpack this one part. So I don't know if you remember, but Deja went viral because her mom, she had ran away. She was 14. Mm-hmm. And her mom whooped her and posted that shit on social media. So they had went viral. Okay. So there was a point in time a lot of Deja's life, she was with like Child Protective Services. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like she's very immature mentally, which is why this, like this whole situation is weird to me and why I think it's wrong because like, she's not, in an adult state of mind. Like, I watched a few clips of her lives, like, with, with their lives together. And the shit she was saying is definitely something that a child would say. Like, oh, y'all just jealous. You bitches is jealous because I found my love. She's like, I'm looking for stability. And it's like, you can't find stability with somebody your age. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody a little bit older than, like, a little bit older than you. But you talking about your godfather was supposed to be, like, your uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how black families do. Like, your godfather mm-hmm. is not your uncle. Your god sister is not your cousin. So it's like, all that shit that she went through growing up, I feel like that has fucked her up mentally and knowing that her mom was in out of jail, her mom was, you know, doing X, Y, and Z, like selling drugs, blah, blah, blah. And like, her mom don't deny that shit, but she also says, she, you know, she apologized for it. So like, right now, she's not apologizing. She don't sanction that marriage. She think it's weird. 
she fucked the godfather at some point mm-hmm. several times. It's like this whole shit. I feel bad for the girl. At the same time, I want to smack her like, little bitch, wake the fuck up. Like, are you dumb or are you stupid? Because what are you saying right now? You're saying that women who are sympathizing for you and trying to empathize with you are jealous because they're telling you like, hey, you need to wake up. You need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, find somebody your age. Like, this doesn't make sense. You're saying they're jealous. You're talking shit to them. And like, honestly, she a victim that don't know she a victim and she's lashing out like a child. This whole shit is just weird. You're absolutely right. We'll play a bit of a clip that she had where she's basically trying to explain her side of the story. So what before I weigh in on the shit. Let me try to pull this shit up. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't give two I don't I don't give two fucks at that. Not even one about y'all opinions. Y'all on here talking about, oh, I'm just stating my opinion. I'm just stating my opinion. I'm just stating it don't mean shit to us. So why the fuck waste your time and energy and your your motherfucking time out of the day and your life to sit up here and keep on saying it it it, it, that's your opinion. We don't care. At the end of the day, everything is done. We're legally motherfucking married. I'm 18. I'm grown now. Talking about, oh, you just a baby. I'm 18, bitches. I moved out my mama house when I was 16. 16. 16. Fucking 16. What did I do? Get a job. Get a job. Pregnant and all. Working. Pregnant. Fucking working. At 16 with no motherfucking body. I ain't had nobody. My mama was a druggie. Nobody, never had nobody. I'm, I'm not saying this to show to have no sympathy or looking for sympathy. Nobody. Sympathy. Right, yeah, I can't do no more. <laughs> That's the clip I was talking about. Yeah, I can't. I can't do no more. So, wait before you go. I just want to state for the record that guess what state they live in? Florida. You fucking know it. <laughs> Yo, this shit is wild to me, dog. Because I'm just I'm sitting here and I'm listening. And like you said, you can just hear the adolescence in her voice. She's not even at the point where she can understand how to articulate herself correctly. And that's not to say that people at that age can't do it, but that's just to show you the state of mind that she's in. At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. It's done. It's said and it's done. You want to clip? You telling us how you were 16 and pregnant and you didn't have anybody. This is what men that are predators, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. You feel me? He looked at your situation. He assessed it. He knows that you have a shaky relationship with your mother, right? We don't even know where the fuck your father's at. So we ain't going to talk about him. Fuck him. And he's supposed to be a protector and a provider for you. And he practically, he groomed you. You tell me you were 16 and you was pregnant. Well, whose baby? Whose baby was you pregnant at 16 with? Supposedly, his, her sister said that it was a boy named Tyrone who got murdered in uh, some gang-related shit. Mm. Supposedly. Allegedly. Rather. And now you're talking about, okay, okay, so let's say for shits and giggles, that's what happened. But you're saying, oh, you know, I was 16, I was pregnant, I didn't have anybody. Well, I ain't had nobody. This is also what predators do. They prey on your surroundings. This is a form of isolation. They know that you don't have anybody that's going to be there to be like, hey, this is wrong. You don't need to be doing this. You know, the love that you're looking for, for whether it was a father figure or even your mother, because clearly she was in and out of your life. You thought that that's what you found in this man. And now you're trying to condone it. And that shit to me is just wrong on so many fucking levels. 
is wrong. It's completely wrong. That grown ass man is completely out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's crazy because we sit here talking about this man and what he did wrong. What's this bra's name? Brittany Renner. She was at a college camp and she's 30 talking about some old Hodges sons. They swept her shit under the rug. Nobody blink or bat an eye, but you see how we about to go in on this man for the shit that he's doing. A predator is a predator, no matter the sex. You know what I'm saying? No matter the gender, that's what I'll call it. But nah, it's just so fucked up because she can't even see what's going on. And this happens to people, like, because I try to use, you know, the fluidity of it. But it happens to people all the time when you're younger and you're looking for this maternal figure or this paternal figure. Somebody finds you and they manipulate you and they prey on you. And it's fucked up because right now, this is the prime example of experience is the best teacher. She's going to have to go through this situation and it's going to take her to turn. Who knows if it's going to click when she's 21, when she's 22. It might be when she's 25. But in hindsight, when she looks on it, she's going to be able to see how wrong that this shit was. So another part of that clip, she starts talking to people on live like, yeah, he's older than me. So what? Y'all just mad because he's probably fucking on your mamas and fucking on like that. It was another clip that she saw and she was like, y'all keep calling him a predator, but he's my predator. What? Yeah, like, shorty, in a couple years, like you said, she's gonna look back on this shit and just be like, yo, this shit was wrong. And I'm hoping and praying that she looks on it and don't take it too hard on herself. You feel me? Because this could have horrible effects for her mental. It will. Absolutely. And like, if she's not a strong enough person, she she could succumb to the same thing that Liv did. God forbid. You feel me? So that's that's the my, my biggest thing from this is like yo the mental part of this and how immature minded she is and how like she she's a victim here she don't realize that shit and somebody need to do something because I feel like it's gonna turn for the worse yeah and like I said it's fucked up in her mind she thinks that because she's with it and she accepts it and she's willing to do it that's what makes it oh fucking k and that shit is just it's blowing me it's sad it's really sad to see this is why it's important for people you know to try to be active and be in their kids lives the best way that they can dog because once your kids start looking for that love from outside sources shit like this gonna happen Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be worse than this you know what I'm saying we then gave y'all a good, good run. This is probably, no bullshit, probably one of my longer parts. I'm not going to hold you. But it's definitely been a fire conversation, so I'm not mad at it. Like, she was like, I don't know how much to look at you. You over here. You, pa- <laughs> you pardon, pardon. You feel me? I talk a lot. I know. <laughs> Anybody I know me know that. It's all good. It's all good. But we've been pardoned for a while, and it brings us to a good point. Because today the topic that I actually wanted to address. And we've talked about this in all like spottedly throughout, you know, several of the conversations that we have. We didn't directly use the word, but I want to talk about consent because I think that it's something that needs to be addressed. You know, we were talking about, you know, prayers to the woman that got raped on a train in Philadelphia. Obviously there was no consent that was there. And we talked about the situation that happened with the two gym teachers and, you know, the woman that whichever one of them pulled up, there was consent there, right? It was no consent when that man walked into another man's apartment and, you know, tried to get in the bed. I just want to talk about the word consent because even with Deja Hoggerbook, in her mind, she, well, not even saying in her mind, the relationship that they share is consensual. So that that's what we're going to talk about today, man. In lamest terms, consent is 
pretty much nothing more than permission for something to happen or it's an agreement to do something, right? It's lame term, quick, you know, go to Oxford Dictionary, Webster, whatever. It's right there, written in stone. But a lot of people don't understand what the term consent. It's not synonymous, but it's so, like, I believe coercion is definitely, mm. it plays a role in it, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely plays a role in it. So coercion, by definition, is or it's, it's something that you're not in agreement with. By definition, from the dictionary, it tends to say that they do that to you with force. But when you really get into the terminology or even the use of the word coercion, there doesn't really need to be a physical force. It only requires power. Mm-hmm. Let me give y'all an example. Because I know I'm like, y'all probably like, yo, Love Jack, where you taking me with this shit? I'm about to make it all make sense. COVID vaccinations. Like, they can't use force. Like, they can't be like, yo, we're going to force you to do this shit. But because the government has power, they're making it to where, like, yo, it's hard for you to move around. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But they also are forcing federal employees to get it. Yeah, yeah they're forcing them. But when I'm talking, okay, so they are forcing them. But with, like, general, with the general public. Yeah, yeah. Definitely agree. It's coercion. So they can't force you to do it, but... Because the government has power, it's like, yo, you can't go here without it. You can't go here. You can't do this without it. You can't, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, with coercion, you don't really need physical strength as long as you have power. Mm -hmm. That's what can happen. With the scenario with, what's her name? Deja Hagerbrook. That's persuasion. And (laughs) the thing about persuasion is, it's more so based off of emotion. It doesn't need to be logical. Like, if I can persuade you to do something, all I have to do is just tap into your emotions and it doesn't have to make sense. If I can stimulate an emotional response from you, then it's good to go. Right? I'm using all these words. We're talking about coercion. We're talking about persuasion. We're talking about consent. Yo, because all of this shit, when it comes to relations of the opposite sex, this type of shit, it matters. Because technically, when you look at Deja... She gave her consent, right? Mm-hmm. She gave her consent, but she don't realize she's been persuaded to do something that's just fuck theory. Morally, it's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't even know. Like, it's it's a fucked up place to be in. Consent is important. Even like I said, reverting back to the woman that got raped on the train. Obviously, there was no consent. You feel me? We live in a society where I think on a personal level, people struggle with consent. Yeah. Especially when it comes to sexual situations. Yeah. We're both women. I'm pretty sure we've been in scenarios where, you know, motherfuckers don't understand no means no. They don't know how to read a room. And once you correct them, they're like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And like I said, I always play devil's advocate. So I'm pretty sure that just happened to men as well because... People act like men can't get advances thrown at them and they can't politely decline it with some women that are just persistent. Like, hey, I'm a woman. Like, how could you not want me? Nah, that's just a real thing. Consent is definitely necessary. I don't think people understand the importance of it. So when I talk about consent, it's like, yo, no means no. You know, a lot of people... 
they catch bodies behind the, oh, I don't know, or maybe not right now, or I don't really, I'm unsure. All that shit is a part of consent. In my mind, you seen Pootie Tang before, right? Yeah. Ah, right, you remember the scene where he was just standing there? Shorty was rubbing on him. She was going crazy. He was just like, you feel me? Like, she was going crazy. I feel like in my mind, unless, well, nah, that's kind of extra. Person don't need to be all over you like that. But unless they with it like that, a no is a no. You get what I'm yeah, saying? definitely. Even when, like I said, I was talking about me being in college and shit like that. I did a fucking paper on rape culture. Do you remember that song that was remade by Pharrell and um, Robin Thicke that I know you want it? Yeah, like if you listen to those words, that's like it subscribes to rape culture. Yeah, blurred lines. Yeah, like Like you're telling me you know I want it. You can't tell me what I want. Especially if we, if you watch me from across the room and we ain't spoke, like nigga, did I tell you I wanted it? <laughs> How the fuck are you gonna tell me you know I want it? Yeah. You psychic, nigga? Do I need to? You gonna do my reading? Like what the fuck are you talking about? For me, you should be asking a person, can you do something before you do it? If you've never done it to them before, because okay. we're all adults, and I think that when you deal with people or whatever your past history is, you get into a point to where you feel like this is your groove, this is your mode, this is what you're doing, this is how you're used to getting, you know, men, women, having sex, whatever the case may be. Nobody's going to be the same. Nobody's going to be the same. So you need to be asking these type of questions because you don't, you know, even referring back to the song, you don't want those blurry lines. You don't want to feel like you're coercing a person into doing something that they don't really want to do. That can go for, you know, sexual encounters. That can go for real life situations. But I'm more so gearing it towards, I don't want to say the romantic aspect of it, but the sexual encounters, right? When you look at this little girl, bro, like, I feel like it's a form of coercion because he didn't have to forcefully do it, but he has power over her. I, you might got the money, right? You might have the means to, you know, put her up in the crib. So that's power. It's not forceful, but you're still controlling her in a way that it's larger than what she can see. I just, that's just, just crazy to me, man. Some some of it boils down to just being able to like, like as far as consent goes, just being able to read a room. Not for nothing, you don't have to be like trained in this shit, but body language speaks volumes. You could tell when someone's uncomfortable. It's, it could be something simple. Like they just keep looking back and forth, shifting their hands. You don't have to be a doctor, like, Body language is very noticeable. And you might not have it down pat to a science, but you could pick up on it and be like, hey, maybe I should ask this person, like, are you okay? For example, you could be at a party with a bunch of friends. You bring someone with you. They don't know anybody but you, right? You go off, do whatever, and you see them across the room, they're talking to somebody. Now, you know that person because you brought them. You see your friend, and they look like, uh, like, their shoulders are kind of like, Withdrawn, they look they look smaller. You walk over to them and say, Hey, are you okay? Now that person just tells you, like, nah, yo, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm super, I'm like, I'm hella uncomfortable. Like, I don't really wanna talk to this dude, but I don't know how to say no. Cause there's a lot of a lot of women that don't know how to express themselves. Look, I don't even want to cut you off, but for example, that's a person willing to openly and vocally express, yo, I'm not comfortable. More than often, you will be able to see that body language, but you have people, they'll be like, no, I'm fine. It's okay. That's true. That's very true. That's what happens a lot of the times. People get themselves into a lot of situations because they don't know how to verbally facilitate for themselves. So what you're saying is absolutely right, but if we're being realistic, more than often, that's not what happens. 
No, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Definitely agree. But go ahead, as you were. I'm saying my, my point just being like, body language is something that's noticeable. If you're paying attention, you might not, like I said, you might not have exactly what the person's feeling, but you're going to notice that some shit's, shit's off. So if you're in a, a, a particular space with one person or two people, and you're supposed to be like on a date or whatever, and you choose not to acknowledge, you know what I'm saying? Like the body language, the body moves that you're getting, that's you kind of ignoring their consent to whatever like interaction y'all are having. Yeah, because then you think about it, some people, they get into that one track mind like, yo, I want what I want, or there's a goal that I'm trying to achieve with said person. So they get tunnel vision. It doesn't really matter. And then they start to ignore those type of signs, which is a fucking dangerous game that you can play. I'm pretty sure there's been people that have done things that they did not want to do. And and that's what I'm saying. The work is so weird because then you're like, oh, well, if you didn't want to do it, that's all you had to say. Well, if you want to be technical, if I didn't want to do it, but you had to convince me to do it, it still wasn't something that I wanted to do. Right. Right? Right. And and consent doesn't have to always be like, yo, I don't consent. Like, having to say that, just say, like, in a, a situation, like the, like the woman on the train, I don't consent. In the middle of her being assaulted, like, who the fuck's going to say that? Exactly. Like, this is the point that I'm trying to get across. Consent consent is, is, ver- is both nonverbal and verbal, whether it's a no, whether it's a I'm okay, whether it's a mm. That's what I'm saying. Unless it's an absolute yes, Always assume that it means no. Yeah. Always. When it comes to women, I'll say this, because I can only speak from a woman's perspective. A woman's going to know whether she wants to deal with you from the moment she meets you. The moment she sees you, she's going to make that decision like, oh, I'm going to fuck with him. Or nah, I'm not going to fuck with him. Or, hmm, let me see how this date goes. Let me have a Mm -hmm. couple. But she's made that decision from the jump. So like, you just be cool. You don't do too much extra shit trying to push up on her and like, be weird, my favorite word, be weird. Like, you're going to figure it out and you don't have to worry about her later calling you a creep or, you know what I'm saying? Her regret, making the decision that she's ultimately going to regret. I always preach that. I'm like, yo, men, y'all can only talk your way out of the box. You can never talk your way into it. Always Ever, 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 ever. It never happens that way. That's a fact. And like I said, I don't, I want to still be fluid. Like, ladies, you also need to understand that too. Consent is definitely necessary. It doesn't mean because you're a woman that you're God's gift to earth and every man is going to want you. Sometimes men are going to want to pass on you. For both men and women, y'all need to understand everybody's not for everybody. You need to respect people's personal decisions. Don't be out here trying to finagle your way and finesse your way. That ain't the way to do it, man. If the connection and the feeling's not mutual, just understand. Listen, it's it's a dub. It's a dub. That's it. That's okay. I don't know. I'm getting, I feel like I'm derailing. But my main (laughs) message, no, for real. But my main message being consent is important. Always. Consent should be a standalone word. There should not have to be any persuasion. And if there's any form of coercion, then no funny shit. It's not really consent. It's not. That's all I got for y'all today, man. Shout out to you. Thank you for pulling up, man. You Thank enjoy you yourself? Hell yeah. I was nervous as fuck. I mean, yo, I swear a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, it's good. I swear all the time, too. I put in a conscious effort today. Yo, I think I only said the N-word about twice and i'm fucking proud of myself you did a good job i was sitting there like damn i want to you know nah 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 because you know i had it on my mind so that's why my responses was a little bit delayed and you know hopefully i well i let me not even say hopefully nigga 
<laughs> I know I still did my thing, but I put in a conscious good. effort. So, you know, I think moving forward, all right, I could do this. I could do this. I'm going to relax on the N-word, man. You want to shout out your socials real quick before we get up out of here? Yeah, man. Follow me on Instagram at Nikki Cherish and Caramel Jones on every other platform. Okay, okay, okay. Hi, right, man. Let me go ahead and wrap this shit up real quick before I get up out of here. Follow me on social media platforms at P-D-A-T-P underscore pod. For all inquiries or the Talk To Me Nice segment, feel free to email me at popthatpersonality at gmail.com. On some real shit, thanks for coming to rock out with the PDP podcast. And remember, as always, on this here platform, you always be encouraged to what? Pop that personality. Hey.